Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 5 of Fumito Ueda Podcast. I am your regular host, Albert, and today I am joined by my co-host, Naz. How are you doing, Naz? How's it going, guys? Yay! Good to have you back. Good to have you back. Thank you. I will crack on for the rest of the intro, and we'll jump straight into it. So, um, for our new listeners, the artist Fumito Ueda, who created Eco, Shadow of the Colossus, and The Last Guardian, is currently leading his new studio, Gen Design, in developing a new title, The Girl and the Sleeping Giant, as we've come to call it. Each week, we chronicle the creation of this forthcoming adventure in the form of weekly news, informed and wild speculation, analyses, and more. Interwoven with reporting on and breaking down any and all new developments, we are also revisiting Ueda's first three titles, starting with Shadow of the Colossus, followed by Eco, and concluding with The Last Guardian. In doing so, we endeavor to compile a fully comprehensive archive of material, long-form, in-depth analyses and discussions on each character, creature and location, personal stories from fellow appreciators of Oeda's work, interviews, theories, interpretations, and much, much more. The time has come for Mr. Ueda's unmatched and inimitable form of ongoing storytelling, world-building, and overall contribution to the artistic validity and power of this medium, the most profoundly moving and life-affirming art form ever, to receive a thorough, intimate, and loving chronicle, now and for posterity, from the very community, from the very community that has so embraced, cherished, celebrated, and resonated with the man, his team, and their work for close to two decades. We wish to thank you for the privilege of your time in listening in and joining us on this adventure. With that regular rundown out of the way, let's get the show started. Welcome to Fumito Ueda Podcast once again. Good to have you back. Awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> how, how has your past week been in just like life? And also you can weave in a few Fumito Ueda things in there, but go. Yeah. The floor is yours. Uh, not too much with gaming this week. Um, I was talking to you earlier. I just got a saltwater aquarium. So that's been uh, that's been taking up my time. But um, So cool. Yeah. So just really busy with work. So working on a secret project that I am not allowed oh. to uh, not allowed to disclose until it is finished. So I'm hoping okay. tomorrow I will finish that project. So. That's very awesome. And I'll just ask this just to be frank, because we're both artists. We both know about like teasers and such. Is it the real kind of teaser or is it the, the tease that you say to make it sound more important than it is? Or is it actually, actually you can't talk about it? I, yeah, I've been asked by the commissioner not to talk about it. So oh, yeah. fantastic. Miss <laughs> so uh, Narez, Miss Nazgoreng, can you please elaborate on who this commissioner is? It's like, please, no further questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're all fine but that sounds good and i was actually asking uh, for the listeners who will probably eventually listen to the after show where i put all the kind of pre-show stuff but um yeah what you were saying about like this uh this sort of diy project you're doing and I've, i'm so fascinated because it's not every day that you hear someone be like hey i'm actually investing on setting up an actual proper aquarium instead of just buying some tank and not really look and not knowing the ins and outs and you were saying that you'd, you'd wanted one for a while yeah um we have a lot of uh freshwater aquariums we have about 15 of them at the moment um but i've always wanted My a, a saltwater aquarium so yeah, very different so um that's really exciting yeah that's that's so fantastic and with with, at the risk of this sounding uh, beginning to be the aquarium podcast (laughs) because i'm suddenly so fascinated by like because you have this like clear um mission to want to have the so is there a particular maybe like kind of creatures that you're like looking at having in the tank or whatever or Um, anything just a mixed reef aquarium so we've already got uh, i think we've got how many uh we've got six fish in there at the moment so just some little guys so we'll expand to having sort of a whole rainbow of reef fish in there eventually so yeah Ooh. so the fun part All is right. sort of um you know waiting to see what we'll fill it with so well the first thing you're gonna to have to fill it with because this is for me to aware is we're gonna get you some kind of uh, hydrus yeah um, exactly that's what i was thinking motif yeah uh, you know so that they can swim around and just be like ooh, forbidden lands yeah you know? <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. It would be cool. Too easy. Nice, nice. Well, um, so I'll go over some of the show structure for our new listeners. So after our kind of uh, Naz and I, we're just going to catch up. And also for those of you wondering where Logan is, don't worry, this isn't like Black Mirror and he's like vanished and we're not going to talk about him at all. Um, And we haven't had like a crazy falling out where we were like yelling at each other in the rain is like, I thought I knew you, man. I thought we were going to do something special. I thought it was about the music. (laughs) I'm kidding. First of all, this isn't a music show. And second of all, like yeah logan and i there's lots of love it's all good so what basically it's just it's literally is down to um time um time zones this cursed thing Mm. called time zones which i still can't wrap my well yeah geographically yeah that makes sense but we need to figure out some way to to circumvent time zones i believe in technology naz google Google is our friend Google is our friend indeed. So um, at one point, uh, providing his audio has gone well with his sort of solo recording. He's recorded something for us to share um, on the show for Quadratus, which is the focus of this episode. Um, we will cut to that if he hasn't, or if it didn't end up like coming together from a technolog- technological point of view, then we will totally, deftly, just like smoothly go into other discussions. So, but uh, yeah, so that's that right there. We're going to be covering the second Colossus and. Um, so yeah, um, so that's the weekly catch-up. All right, I sort of interrupted myself there. Anyway, so um, the overview of this week's episode, as well as talking about um, Quadratus, um, is we are going to expand that out because um, what we're going to do on this show is to make sure that we are as like awesomely comprehensive and thorough as possible, is we also like to look at nomenclature. And so Quadratus, the Quadratus muscle, and we're going to talk about like other four-legged kind of like um, creatures in mythology and um, uh, the whole thing of the whole the game having these, we're going to jump into the trivia and everything. It's going to be really lots of lots of fun times. Um, because we kind of want this to be sort of the be all end all. Did I tell you about that, Naz? Like we're trying to do the thing of like, it's like before each show, it's like, imagine if this is the first and last time you ever talk about Quadratus. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, now I have to step up to that and like jump on the web and do all this stuff, you know, so that'll be fun. Um, then we'll have our new segment. Now, gen design are pretty much in like hibernation mode leading up to E3, where there is the 
not I don't even really have I don't really think there's been any rumors. Have you heard anything, Nas, about anything appearing? Um, only what I've heard from you guys. I didn't even know that there okay. were sort of hints of anything coming, but I'd be very mm. excited, even if it was, you know, hinting at something five years in the future, I'd be excited. So Exactly. Yeah. I'm actually that's a really good tease there, Nas. Actually I'm hoping they, they do even something as um as like uh subtle as that. You know, not 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 even a trailer, just to have them make their presence known in some way and mm. be like, Hey, we've we've had one year of dev, this is what we have, you know, and so yeah, um, so after that we'll have our Reddit section where we'll just jump. Naz and I will jump on the Reddit, or um, you can take whatever kind of um, you can. You got the you got the Googles there, so we can we can make it work. Um, that just reminded me of uh, the uh, Christopher Walken googly eyes sketch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> have you seen that one, Naz? Please tell me. Oh, I might have, but I don't remember. You might have shown he's, me after. He's basically <laughs> talking always about the googly eyes. He's like, he's he's. I'm afraid. Of, of plants and so i put googly eyes on them so that they're not scary anymore it's so it's that like really good. you know what i mean like and he's he is the guy that could pull it off like yeah. that's i butchered him there but like it's so good so to any listeners out there who haven't seen it or who are literally having googly eyes like as in rolling their eyes at me just like breaking tone there but again interactive artistry is very much about like flowing with the vibes we're not like locked into any particular like spiel apart from the intros which are just mood setting you know but uh, yeah so um we've had a few people jump off and like press like like <laughs> like turn off their phones they're like I, I hate this i'm kidding um all right so and then we have yeah main topic so we're gonna read a bit from the awesome putting my hands together out of gratitude my man nick sutner who was on our um third episode uh to sort of bear us hence into our journey logan and i and now naz who's joined us on whatever basis naz you're totally free you can be like i, sh- I will shun you for a year and then return yeah. or you can <laughs> or you can as often as you like to come on to talk about your work okay. and to sort of riff with us you're more than welcome naz fantastic stuff. too easy and also secretly grateful because you're in australia time and that yeah. makes things real crazy <laughs> It's unusual for me to be able to record at this time. Usually it's like it's really early in the morning, usually talking yeah. to people in the States. So Oh yeah. my god, exactly, right? Exactly. So no, that's super awesome. And uh too easy. And so then after that uh, we're gonna um go into our supporter shout outs and to and into our sign off. So I figured I'd do that. So on top of your amazing DIY project, um what have you got going in terms of the sculpting sphere? Because listeners, Nas is an amazing sculptor. So if you haven't seen the um, last episode where we talked about that, but uh, artisan, sculptor, plush artist, all these amazing terms mm-hmm. apply to you. So what, what have you been working on? So I've just been working on commissions at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't got any really uh, – actually, I do have one exciting project coming up that I don't think I cool. had announced last time I talked to you. Um, oh I ran an auction, um, which is something I haven't done before, um, sort of for bid for whatever you want for the most amazing commission you can imagine and um the lovely girl who won it um bid for a life-size five foot tall uh crash bandicoot Um, oh i am in love yeah that's so good so he's gonna be like a screen accurate screen accurate you know um replica of crash bandicoot and he's about as tall as i am i'm not much taller than that so that's really exciting so also, also, Naz, I straight up love your sculpts. Like your work is so fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Excuse you. me for like it's so well posed oh and, and 
Yeah, do no, no, we're fine. We swear all the time. No, Unless I'm just you're, kidding. <laughs> you're all good. <laughs> language. Because um, yeah, we're super unfettered with that. We're very like yeah. post, post, post. We we break the modern. So everything is like post, post, post. We just like we yeah. snap that in half and just like we just go for it. Because um, it's just again like there's profanity for for profanity's sake, which is yeah. like useless and that's like okay, going too much. But when it's like unfettered and it's like this is the only word I can really yeah. use to convey. Um, and that comes from straight like I've actually said that as an adult, but it's on behalf of nine year old Albert yeah, who loves. Much. Pokemon, who loves Pokemon so much, and I'm looking at this. Um, at first, I thought it was Entei, but this is Raikou. Oh, I the, forgot uh, about yeah, yeah. I just um just have him up on my screen. Actually, I I finished him um, just so after good. I finished talking to you guys. So such a nat- naturalistic pose, genuinely looks curious, and like again, these are the little subtleties that maybe it's because like I draw and stuff, and I yeah. know about like posing, and I am yeah, like really really impressed. So like like extremely well done, and Thank and you. you're gonna go, you're gonna definitely, and this isn't like smoke blowing or anything. You're gonna go play with your with your craft nas for sure yeah cool 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 okay well now uh trico anytime i see trico it's like i just want you never to sell him because just keep him just keep him i look at yeah i look at him every day now and i'm like i can't sell you i do every time i come in you know he's in in my workroom where i come every day and every time i look at him i'm just like I'm so glad I didn't sell it. He's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's established that it's a he, but there's yeah. there's, there's a softness to to, to it, yeah. you know. And um, uh, and I always got the feeling, even though have you played the game, obviously. Oh, yeah, just probably about three or four times, I would say. Nice, yeah, yeah. exactly. So you get the sense, and again, this is like spoilers, I suppose, but uh, that um, I, I initially thought that they were like babies, but this is them full grown, <gasps> you know. I always thought that they were babies um, before actually seeing the rest there. I so. thought um, the same with their wings too, um, before you see their fully fledged wings. Um, I, yeah. I thought, you know, why does he have these little stumpy wings? But yeah. Yeah. I have a prediction. Um, so now as you're going to get a client, maybe from like the Arab Emirates, be like 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't love it so much anymore, right? It's like, no. Um, so I predict that, but I also predict you're going to get, um, based on whoever gets this one, I because I, it's that good. It's, you know, in museums, you know, mm-hmm. like um, there are certain things that are, when they're made to a certain level of craftsmanship, it's like, it's in their destiny to, to have someone be like, give it to me, yeah. whatever. And they just like blank check kind of thing. So what I also think, think though is going to happen is you are going to have someone be like can you make me one of the other trichos but with the wings extended Um, yeah yeah, in a flying pose that you can actually like suspend i think guillermo del toro might ask you for one of those oh that would i would definitely say yes (laughs) yeah absolutely i also we are um, only another one sorry i would like to make not that there's any official art for it but i would love to make um the baby trico that was sort of alluded to i wish i so if i could ask for one sort of teaser or thing that wasn't revealed from the game it would be to see the baby trico that would be my pick well we're only that's amazing and we're only a couple degrees away so um nick who we interviewed knows greg um who knows kojima who knows guillermo del toro so um and and so also who 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 interviewed um fumito ueda so like oh i'll see what i can do (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) like 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 i have any leverage but who knows down the line you know because the idea is um uh, I don't know if you, I think we may have even discussed it on your episode, Naz, but the plan is obviously way down the line as we build into what like like the fullest version of what interactive artistry will be is the idea to have a museum of interactive artistry. Yeah. And it's like, 
this is super early on we're gonna i'm gonna be playing this actual audio in the museum oh, cool. at one point and i'll just be like yeah because it would be so neat to have one of your work on display in this like hypothetical museum at one point hey what do you reckon that's you know what i would really love my work to become eventually is sort of um yeah. stuff that is either displayed in like galleries or studios or yeah. things you know sort of to that end like um yeah. either film or game um you know that sort of thing so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what we want to do is like, for example, at um, at PSX, they had this, um, they, they're doing them more and more often now. Um, and I think you'll probably get involved in one of these unless you, you already have, is um, they set up displays for game promotion, right? Oh, that's and cool. They, yeah. Yeah. And, and they commission artists like yourself to create sculpts. Oh, that's uh, and awesome. Like, yeah. Sign and they me did up. This <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to any um, promoters uh, who, you know, we've had um, Naz, uh, the writer of God of War, yeah. um, um, actually chime in to us on Twitter and be like, I listen to you guys. Oh, this is really great. Yeah. 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 And so we're part of the same network. He's, he's probably aware of our other shows. So it's yeah. we, we there's a higher likelihood than not than that people from the US and like yeah. people close to those kind of things is like, hey, yo, check out Naz's Instagram. It is Nazegoreng, N-A-Z-E-G-O-R. Uh, E-N-G, right? Now, did you look that up or did you spell it off the top of your Straight from my mind. Oh, no. good job. Straight yes. from the top of my dome <laughs> as I rock, 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 rock the microphone. Oh, good stuff. Okay. Because we, uh, we always look after each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, and um, I'm hoping that yeah, as ahead. I sort of make more, um, more sort of replica sort of um, work like that crash bandicoot like trico that i can sort of get more into those realistic sculpts so absolutely that's going to be so good i can't wait to uh like to see your sort of your work going forward yeah same it's exciting cheers cheers yes we all help each other here absolutely Okie dokie. So, yeah, um, well, I'll just throw it, like, because I threw it. Was there anything else, though, apart from, like, are there games that you're playing, games that you're looking forward to? Have you been get, jumping into all the sort of God of War hype at all? My sister's a big fan of God of War, and it was funny because she always played the games and I sort of, you know, watched on the sidelines. So I think I, mm. I need to actually pick it up and play it myself, but I'll be a bit Gosh. of a newbie to it, so... Well, the thing is with me, like, and I run the God of War podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And, like, as I mentioned... Among several... You know, the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So like the writer, Matt Sophos is his name, by the way, mm-hmm. obviously he has a name and um, mm-hmm. was just like, yeah, I listen to you and Cygnus, who's my co-host on that program. It's like sometimes you guys get things really right when you're speculating, sometimes mm-hmm. wrong, which is obvious, like that's to be expected. But, they can't um, but this guy, away, sort of thing. Exactly. And he's like, but I, I really enjoy listening to him. So I was like, wow, that's really, really um, humbling and, and lovely. Mm. Um, and then I put together this quote, which again, you know, you say uh, ha- hadn't gone into it. Well, I hadn't very much di- dived deep into God of War much either. That's why I have my amazing scholars around me. I've got Cygnus and Yusuf and James who mm. support me in the same way that Logan supports me for this one. Um and um, and so this, this is a quote from Cory Barlog. Um, he says, I hope that at the end of this, players will say, I didn't expect him as in Kratos to be a character that had dimension. As a writer and director, that's the challenge I loved. It's hard to create a brand new character. I believe it's harder to take a character that everyone thinks they know and show the, a side to that character that feels sincere and earnest and feels right. The, that challenges their preconceived, preconceived notions. I hope we've succeeded. I think that's going to be a proud moment for me and the team. Mm-hmm. So it's like this crazy, like super violent mm, uh, I've seen like, crazy violent 
super violent franchise has now become this like pay on to like reconnecting father and son story mm -hmm. you know it's so good to see like that maturation like they still have like obviously the combat and stuff but they're basically like you know what the story is worthy of being more dimensional and more yeah. emotionally intuitive you know and um and yeah i, I see fumito as like the the I, I put him in the list of recipients of the testament of um uh amelioration which we've uh, announced the um uh, recipients of which mm -hmm. i probably i'll go over these with you in case you know any of them okay. uh nas um because i am super all over it with my instagram skills with a z all right so we have um i'll read it out because obviously fumito Ed is on this list so he should be read mm -hmm. out as well um it, on the 18th of March every year, Interactive Artistry recognizes eight to ten individuals for their varied, significant, and, and enduring contributions to the emotional, intellectual, and spiritual growth, maturation, artistic validity, and overall betterment of the interactive medium. Through their actions and words, and words alike, these creators speak intelligently, discerningly, and with utmost passion and respect for this art form, and for this we honor them. The recipients of the Testament of Amelioration for 2018 are Nicholas Sutner, who was our first guest, author and host um, author of the, yeah, the Last Guardian, An Extraordinary Story, Shadow of the Colossus, and Celeste. Uh, Yongyev, who is an expert in analysis, speculation, and industry reporting uh, on Metal Gear, Death Stranding, and Cyberpunk. Uh, Janina Gavanka, who is an actor, founder of the organization AltFound for destigmatizing and legitimizing and um, celebrating modern gaming culture and style. Uh, Alana Pierce, fellow Aussie. Woo! Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, from IGN, host and writer, industry news and commentary on the maturation and evolution of gaming culture. Um, Jason Weiser, who is a host, storyteller, and narrator. Uh, for connecting myth and folklore lovers uh, to the interactive medium through the God of War um, supplementary show they do, which is called The Lost Pages, mm -hmm. which you would love, by the way, now, is they, it's so good. Like, leading up to God of War, there's a podcast that, like, is dropping all the lore. Like, you, sh you should to get To catch up sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And because, like, probably with your work, you know, you're, it's, like, super focused times. You probably listen to music. Like, throw that yeah. on. You would so love it. I do. It, I listen know. to music and podcasts and things. So you'll have to send me a link to that one. Absolutely, will do. Um, so then we have Andrea Rene, uh, who is a host and producer for What's Good Games and kind of funny for like grounded and resolute debates on the art form and industry. And then our 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 man, Fumito Ueda, director of Eco, Shadow of the Colossus and The Last Guardian. And this is how I phrased it. And I hope this is worthy. You need to give me advice on this because it's going to be on his certificate for, for founding a new realm of artistry for the media. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Do you like that? Yeah. yeah. I want to see okay, this. Cool. Are you getting them printed Aww. or... Yeah, I'm going to get them printed. Oh, I'm going to send cool. them to them. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, too easy. And you'll be on, it's very likely now, especially if you keep making stuff like that really do elevate this medium the way you do. Aww. It's You're you're a shoe-in for 2019. Oh, cool. you, should, you, you definitely are, for sure. Um, so Corey Barlog, writer and director, God of War, exemplifying the growth and maturation of the medium, because literally that's what God of War is doing. It's like mm -hmm. actually maturing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Danny O'Dwyer, host, writer, and documentarian for Noclip, who, who does erudite, exhaustive, and high-quality documentaries. And lastly, Genova Chen, um, director of Journey and Sky and um, uh, Flower, so immeasur for immeasurably deepening the emotional intelligence of the medium. Now, I we we are we I'd be remiss in if I didn't ask you, um, Naz, do you know about Journey and like Sky and these games from uh, 2012? I believe that game. I've that seen game them, out. but I haven't actually played played it myself. But I've heard that it's really amazing. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Whatever I need to do, if like I'm, I mean, I've got PS Plus. Uh, mm -hmm. 
whatever I'll, I'll paypal you however much it costs I, I don't care like seriously like play journey and um you've probably seen the the figure the the robed figure from journey yeah, I have, yeah i've seen i've seen some pictures of gameplay i just haven't played it myself so Wow, yeah. there we go. So I'll, I'll, yeah, and needless to say, it's they build on what Fumito Ueda laid the groundwork for, which is something that both isn't that interesting. Is like introducing this realm of like games can be more than just re- recreation, distraction, competition, yeah. um, and and these these different, totally different. Like the, you could not get more difference between <laughs> Journey and Journey and God of War, right? Oh, but yeah. Sony Santa Monica is behind both of them. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> can you believe that? <laughs> it's like chalk and cheese it's chalk and cheese exactly but this is why it's like really really awesome medium to be a part of and the greatest thing Naz, i like literally look look um at some of the past e3s like they did all that stuff from zelda breath of the wild Mm -hmm. like um they 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 actually straight up like it's part it's in like sculpting is embedded in the industry like Mm -hmm. the events they will never like events are just getting bigger and bigger Uh, and especially if you 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 quite like i mean the thing is like getting tie-ins becoming like all that stuff is totally going to like open up even more and more with you through Mm -hmm. your channel and um obviously through appearances which i hope you have many more on this show but i know that you'll be on others you know um to to kind of get your stuff out there but like yeah they're so tied in and i would just love for this like your trico that you made Mm -hmm. to just signal like hey that's kind of when started things started like i i could see you doing stuff for the new um familiar game for the new have you seen like the um it's the game called sky it's the by the makers of journey but it's these little they they basically are like plushies running around they're so oh, really? they're so cute yeah oh, yeah cool. it's absolutely yeah. and they have these these sorts of um these capes and they they kind of look like um it's so so really lovely and and yeah fumito um by doing what he did in 2011 he, he really was like hey here's a new language we can use yeah. and um so yeah all all the good times and i think that's i think the reason why the reason i can connect with you having put that much time into mm-hmm. Jericho, and because it is I, I i could only imagine feathering each of those damn feathers would have taken you so damn long yes you know what i, I watched mean? a lot of movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you watch like the whole harry potter saga or yeah something? pretty much <laughs> You did? I was just joking. I was just oh, like, I don't kidding. think I watched Harry Potter, but I think I watched um, okay. you know, several movies and TV series and, and all that sort of thing. So, yeah. I'll do my best, Snape. Mr. Potter, our new celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, op- I opened up the vowel there at the end like a 90s singer. Yeah. You know? I think exactly. I um I got into um, listening to Dungeons & Dragons podcasts at that time, oh, which nice. is a huge time sink, but they are amazing. And most episodes go for three or four hours, So it, and there are hundreds of episodes out there. So um, definitely a good time sink if you're just gluing on thousands of feathers. So. Amazing. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, so that's and, – and what I was going to say is like – it takes something that you resonate with mm. for way more like because you know like now you and i we know that like from doing if you run out of energy on something mm. you, you don't start a work unless you know hey i have the pull towards this creature or yeah. this towards this subject to to make to carry me all the way through like you wouldn't start a project if you didn't care kind of thing, oh you know? you know i think it took me probably six months from start to finish obviously not working oh. full time but i'm um, sort of working on that fairly frequently and yeah, I would not have put that much time into something I didn't really care about. So, and and here's something else. And then you, as you said, every time you go into a workshop, like it makes you mm-hmm. smile. And how about that? You're not even sick of the thing, even though you spent yeah. six months on it. That's, that that's is the, the power. thing. Like most of the time, I don't get really attached to what I make. A lot of people sort of, um, when they buy a plush or have a plush, they sort of 
see it as alive but I mostly see my work as you know I've seen the process of making it so I don't yeah. sort of I don't look at the work that I've finished usually and think okay that's alive that's you know that's this creature but when I look at Trico it's almost like I forget all that work that yeah. went into him and he's just him like and you can just tell mm. it just it's right that she's sorry I keep saying calling, calling it a she I gotta <laughs> but he he is right there and and it is in the eyes too it's something it just feels like it's been like almost photoshopped out of the game and into your into your workshop yeah. like that's it's just direct one-to-one -one authenticity and um I will see somehow I'll just be like yo I'll maybe tell Nick hey just like send him a picture of you know the guy who I interviewed right mm, um cool. and yeah and he yeah. spoke with and and like email contact with Fumito he's just like just send this to Fumito please yeah. you know just and I just want to see if he comes back to me with anything is like oh yeah I showed Fumito and then I can pass that on to you that'd you know be really I mean? cool definitely yeah yeah absolutely too easy well listeners um i will bring up the book now by um my awesome pal mr nick sutner who joined us for episode three and it is just simply called shadow of the colossus um and you can buy it at boss fight books i don't know if the promotion is still going it was going for the um for the release of the game um a couple of months ago uh the uh, the blue point remake which is beautiful by the way have you had the chance to play it yet no but i've been watching a whole bunch of um footage of it online so i do need to buy it Amazing. but it's just it just makes me drool when i watch it so okay I'm keeping a running tally and this isn't like patronizing or anything. It's just like, no. because I, I, I vibe with you and it's like, we need to get you to see these. So you need to listen to the last guy. It's last, last Jedi. Yeah. Um, yeah. You need to check out um, journey yeah. and yeah. sky. And I'm honestly, the I'm the most terrible gamer. I, I don't play like a, a whole ton of That's games. Great. I just sort of have these select few that I sort of really get into. But, um, you and I are total kindred spirits yeah. that way yeah. because, and again, you, you don't have to be like, hey, my quantity of the everythingness mm. of gaming, That's isn't that my gauge of how much I love gaming? Mm. That I must do this to prove this is like, no. Yeah. It's, it's, in fact, sometimes showing restraint and being like, you know what, I... I won't just cast my net that mm -hmm. insanely wide and spread things too too thin because what it means is like this certain things from this medium call out to me to a level where mm. they made me want to start a network of podcasts yeah. right but I, I i won't tell you like does i don't play games every day shop yeah. you know <laughs> i can't <laughs> you know? assume that you did but yeah yeah no like i i research about them every day okay. i uh i um i write about them mm. i i listen to shows about them i do my research and everything i'm fully invested yeah. but like i savor them you know yeah like, and yeah, you know, it's important to do that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to bring it up. My, my phone crashed, which is so ironic because iPhone X. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. You, you, you think that you spent enough on this thing um, to not have it crash. But anyway, so we will go over to the chapter, which is basically the one that follows, obviously, the one we were reading earlier, which is the um, Raise Thy Sword by the Light. Um, and the next one is In the Seaside Cave. Um, so I will read a, a little bit of, of a segment from this, if that's okay. So, thy next foe is in the seaside cave. It moves slowly. Raise thy courage to defeat it. Right. Before heading out, I travel deeper into the shrine instead, racing Wanda's steps back, retracing Wanda's steps back to the cylindrical room of the opening cutscene, running all the way up 
back up to the spiral ramp to the very top. It's real walkable architecture in the game world. Very little in Shadow is purely set dressing, or built for just one purpose and then thrown away. Touches like these help the Forbidden Lands to feel more like an actual place that can be deeply explored should your curiosity take you there. You're limited only by the towering cliffs and perilous drops that border the edge of the edges of the world. Mano's altar is comprised not only of the pedestal on which he lies, but of a tall, shapely column of stone that extends down from the ceiling before before flattening out to the rest of a few, a few feet above her. It's wisely designed not only for the visual gravity it lends that part of the shrine, drawing all eyes to the altar, but also serving as an obstacle for more curious players who might seek to climb on top of Mono's resting place. <laughs> um, there's an interesting impulse in some players to break the intended immersion and instead be playful in all serious spaces, like driving the wrong way around the track in a racing game. I tend to fight off the desire in the spirit of staying in character, but I, I have friends who will jump at the opportunity to bring about chaos or narrative friction looking at you brendan he's shouting out someone <laughs> that he knows <laughs> the world of the world design of shadow tends to minimize those opportunities stopping players from desecrating mono's altar riding aggro off a cliff or otherwise creating dissonance in the experience right so he goes on to say um, I follow the light of Wonder's sword to the next colossus, curving round and behind the shrine, further reinforcing the massive scale of the game and making sure I'm aware that my starting point is surrounded by explorable land on all sides, not just across the southern horizon. The light takes me across a natural stone bridge that spans a wide canyon and down a long cliffside slope, uh, cliffside slope that ends in the shady shores of a beach adjacent to a misty enclosed lake. I can feel the coolness of this place, a nice contrast to the sunnier expanses above. One of my favorite touches here is the visibility on the very bottom of a few of the supporting beams on the bridge from the game's opening, huge columns embedding deep into the base of the canyon. Again, Shadow's architecture helps to tie its world together, naturally stitching new, new locations to previous visual landmarks. I explore the beach for a bit, even wading out into the water, before checking the light of Wonder's sword again, which points to a huge walled-off cave nearby. A familiar mysterious tune plays, letting me know that I'm in the right place. As I venture even closer, a cutscene kicks in as my enemy bursts through the wall and out of the cave. Quadratus, nicknamed the Mammoth in development. A, a giant four-legged bull-like colossus. The music changes to a more frantic clip, racing towards a resolution of its own. By the way, listeners, I'm like jumping all over the place, so you definitely have to grab the book. I don't want to just like read the whole thing. It's 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 so beautifully detailed. I don't want to give it all away, but I'm just reading like parts to sort of maybe like tease you to going over and just like just grab it. The ebook, it's just so amazing. So go right ahead. Um, so Quadratus walks on massive hooved feet, peering down at me from between sharp curled horns, one broken off near its base, the bottom of its chin jutting out in stony columns like the front of a snowplow. His construction highlights a more distinct meeting of stone and moss, looking more like armor or an exoskeleton than rocky flesh. His back and the tops of his legs have plenty of stony architecture that might be able to be gripped, but his lower legs that stomp around me are layered in a smoother stone, so the path to my ascent isn't immediately clear. As one of the least abstracted Colossus designs, and a star of much of Shadow's marketing materials, Quadratus is a regular recipient of fan art homages. There's a monument to him recreated block by block in Minecraft, an impressive papier-mâché replica covered in what looks like real moss, <laughs> complete with eyes that actually light up, and countless entries in a lengthy, lengthy deviant art thread highlighting arts and crafts projects. N hint, hint, nudge, nudge, mm, naz. Yeah. Uh, inspired I by Shadow. <laughs> 
Yeah. As much as I've loved and thought about the game for over a decade, I haven't taken a deep dive into its fan culture until now. Much of it simply a love letter to the game's memorable Colossus design, even stripped of all context and placed on a table or a blank canvas, the designs are still wonderfully evocative. So there is your tease for the chapter in Nick Sutner's book. So, Naz, what do you think of Quadratus? I actually, I'm really glad you had me on for him because for me, I think he's probably at least visually my favourite design. Hmm. I, I definitely, if I think of Shadow of the Colossus, he's probably the Colossus I think of first. Yeah. He's just hmm. really memorable. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I immediately think, I, I think they set the precedent for this for the last episode, but um, uh, I think of the minutia, right? Things mm-hmm. that just scream out to me about my encounter with, with the particular Colossus. And as I mentioned for the first one, it was that sort of melancholic thing that just captures that character. It's just this little um, wabi-sabi, whatever you want to call it, this sort of je ne sais quoi type thing. So when... Um, um, uh, Valos drops his club it just slips from his fingers and just that action of the fingers like expanding out then yeah. the, the, the club just sliding through them and now he's dead kind of thing for me uh, you'll see this with um uh, you probably know this from having looked at like reference images and maybe seen like films and even um whatever with like horses you know mm-hmm. when they're wounded mm-hmm. um and like their, their leg is like kind of broken or whatever it folds in in a very kind of like queasy yeah. queasiness inducing way it's just like that shouldn't be bending that way yeah. and mm-hmm. immediately when that happened to quadratus like my pang of empathy yeah. came right then and there massively it's it's so tough <laughs> yeah i think he was um i think we talked about this last episode but for me i think he was one of the hardest to kill because i don't think i don't think he makes any aggressive action towards you does he i don't think he does anything no apart no. from he, he... treading on you by accident maybe if you get too close but that's right. Yeah. Mm. That's right. And so I'll just read an extra little bit here. So all told, Quadratus is one of the easier colossi once you've found your way up. Simply destroy the sigils on the base of his backbone and his head, but serves an important early lesson in familiarizing players with the, with the more animalistic colossi. I remember having a tough time spotting the sigils on his feet and finding a way up the first time, which only adds to the, the appeal of replaying Shadow. Problems that once felt overwhelming are often simple to execute once you've solved them. Despite all the moving pieces, Shadow is a puzzle game foremost and an action game setting. Uh, second um yeah so yeah there's so much listeners like as i I, i'm pouring through this is a pages long chapter um and yeah here we go so i'm just going to talk about when he like falls right Mm -hmm. um which is like super super like Yeah. Yeah. Upon my final thrust into the sigil of his head, Quadratus keels over, crashing into the sand as the music swells mournfully once more. Again, I try to run from the black-blue tendrils that envelop (laughs) him, but again, it's in it's in vain. They find me, and I'm whisked away. Isn't you can't run away from your guilt or your again insert metaphor here. You can look at it in so many ways, you know. Again, I try to run from the black blue tendrils in vain. Uh, they find me and I'm whisked away to the tunnel of light and then wander is back in the shrine unconscious with two shadowy figures uh, standing over him. Quadratus' statue bursts and crumbles as Wanda awakens, ready for Dorman's next set of instructions. Um, where Valus brought me across the southern plains and up a cliff, Quadratus took me across the northern land bridge and down into a canyon, giving a sense of the verticality and environmental breadth I'll be exploring in the world. I've already used both my sword and my bow, taken on, on a Colossus alone and with Agro and fought both bipedal and quadrupedal opponents. If Valus had been a carefully crafted introduction to the Colossus battles, Quadratus was the first test to see if I'm paying attention. Oh, I love that. It's fantastic, yeah. 
So good. Too easy. Yeah. Um, I have one riff for you with you about uh, Quadratus, right? Um, asymmetry in design. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is is yeah take it away what do you think of just like characters that it's just like i know for example with like i don't know if you sculpted her um because you just have so many works that you're very prolific um so fluttershy for example mm. like i know this is out of nowhere but like she has like it's she has a big flop on one side yeah. you know yeah. um yeah. i think it's like personally because I, I like draw stuff as well mm. it's 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 more fun to oh, just something that has yeah. it's more characterful yeah so you can speak to that if you like you know oh, definitely with him like you know i'm looking at his at photos of him now and um, it just makes him look so much more believable because I think if he was perfect, you know, pristine, um, it wouldn't be very believable. But because he has these chips and sort of these areas that are eroded away, it definitely makes him sort of uh, fit into mm. his environment a lot more and be this believable character. So that's right yeah. yeah absolutely shall we jump into some trivia now yeah i'll probably be, i'll probably learn a bunch so yeah easy peasy hey if you wanted to we can do some tag team stuff so if you have the browser open from looking up um the sculptor before um you can just just type quadratus and just type wiki okay. and it should be the first page um oh actually no sorry that brings you to the quadratus muscle which we will be talking about <laughs> uh, it's like the fifth the fifth page down is like teamico.wikia.com yeah, yeah fandom powered by wikia Indeed. So I'll say this off the top. Maybe it'll end up occurring in the trivia, but just humor me while I feel, while I at least think I feel like that I've caught on to something that maybe the page okay. hasn't, which they probably has. Yeah. But Quadratus is the muscle near the near the back, like the lower back, okay. and Quadratus has a sigil near his lower back. Ah, that makes sense. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So take it away, Nas. Just read read, read straight up from uh, the the wikia. Okay. As well as being the first quadrupedal colossus, Quadratus is the first colossus that can be fought with aggro. So you can bring him with you with that fight. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, is this from teamico.wikia.com? Ah, uh, yep. Oh wow! Okay, because my first page, my my first info that comes up is the nickname given to the second Colossus resembling a bull and a bull and a mammoth. It is its lair is just north of the shrine of worship, underneath the great bridge at the bottom of the Great Canyon. Um, oh, I thought we were. I'm sorry, I thought we were reading from the trivia section. So we're starting oh, from yeah, the top. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah. yeah, no, that's started from the bottom. Now we're here. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I am the worst. I am just going to be the daggiest dad one day. Yeah, they'll be like, you'll be singing exactly just like i'll i will be the daggiest dad that's just gonna be my thing um okay sweet so actually you know what whatever you like you can read i mean i've just read the, the first part we can go through actually let's do trivia okay so you started now i'll go okay so um do 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 Okay, Quadratus is the only Colossus to break out from behind a wall upon Wanda's arrival. Barba is behind a wall initially, but rather than breaking it down like Quadratus, the wall slides open for Barba. Interesting. Okay, you take the next one. Yeah, I kind of wonder, um, you know, I guess it's just uh, for dramatic uh, um, visuals, but I wonder what he's doing behind that wall, you know, in the game story. But uh, hmm. uh, Quadratus is the second tallest of all the Colossi. No way! I would not have no guessed way. that. I thought she was tiny. Standing at a rough height of 98 foot, the only Colossus that stands taller is Malice, who's almost twice as tall. That's, I would have thought that Quadratus would be one of the smaller ones, but I must be that wrong. Is, no, this has to be wrong, because like um, Phaedra is this giant giraffe thing that has to be taller. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, listeners, we're doing an emergency Google here. <laughs> Colossi size chart, which you don't have to even specify because there's only one. Yeah. 
kind of colossi size chart. Holy crap! That's it is. Nah, 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 nah. That's I call bullshit. Like respectfully to the. Um, so you're looking at Quadratus. You have um, Phaedra, who's a clear like couple meters taller. Um, but yeah, he's the third tallest instead of the second tallest, which is. Oh yeah, he's still yeah. quite large. I don't know. I always sort of envisaged him as smaller, but I think my brain is just imagining the um, bipedal okay. ones as taller. Yeah, true. But yeah, he's a biggie. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. He's a biggie. Okay, coolies. Well, that was an interesting... Like, I love how we were like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> we just couldn't them. believe it. <laughs> that's too good. That's right, that's right. Okay, sweet. So back to it. Um, so yeah, take away the next trivia. Yeah. Uh, tip to tip, Quadratus is roughly 140 foot long, making it the second longest quadruped after Bassaran. How do you say that? Yeah, that's Bassaran. Yeah. Bassaran. Oh. Yeah. That's oh. No, I'm, I just made that up. Um <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, yeah, now, now, well, now this is kind of recontextualizing, kind of like putting my head in the right space because I actually initially thought that like she was pretty small. Mm. You know, I, again, genders everywhere. I just sort of throw them Okay, out I wasn't sure if there was an official one or not. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is so interesting. But okay, now I have to talk about because you've been seeing clips a little bit because you haven't played the remake. But can mm. I talk without spoiling anything? I mean, it's just textural details. That oh, I no, talk you're not going to spoil anything. No, okay, fine. okay. Because then just, again, it's like super free flowing. So, first thing I noticed when Quadratus like bursts through is like, I was like, oh, that's how her skin looks. Like, that's mm. that's incredible. And it's like this thing which, again, um, this, again, is a testament, just like Trico, mm-hmm. uh, it's a testament to the enduring and, like, super, like, feasible within its own world kind of design, you know? Yeah. Because in the earlier games, there just there just wasn't the tech to, to, mm. to separate out and make different textures like to make different surfaces of the creature like have different mm. textures and, and make that make sense and this is also a testament to blue point for remastering this thing probably in collaboration with fumito but it has this extremely like leathery like elephantine kind of skin mm. i'm um, looking at a, a photo now and it's sort of um whereas you might have thought it was moss before it's definitely like a fur but it's kind of like a wet you know it looks like a wet dog that's been out in the mud you know and rolling in the grass sort of thing with that green that's right that's right hey hey, a little sidebar have you um ever sculpted with like stuff like moss or anything like would you ever grow moss on like one of your uh i haven't done that but i was just thinking about that before when you said um someone made a paper mache one and how cool would it be to cast like a concrete or you know something similar yeah. of just the bare skin and then have the moss you know grow on top of that oh yeah and have you could have like tea lights in the eyes and like light them that are really Yo. cool that's amazing. I was just thinking that. Holy yeah. shit, kindred spirits. Um, so, Naz, do you sculpt much for, like, outdoors or for things that will, like, survive, like, kind of rain and stuff? No, pretty much never. I mean, I think the resin um, just by itself could probably survive a bit of um, a bit of weather, but, no, I haven't sculpted anything, you know, to put out in the gar- okay. garden or anything like that, so. I think. Okay. Well, here I sense a collab between you and Boo. Yeah. Um, I, I should give him a what, – what, what was his name? Sorry, I, I need to remember this. Uh, your partner. Oh, Ray. <laughs> Ray, yeah. Yeah, Ray, exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I, I, it's so weird because my girlfriend's name is Ray. Oh, really? <laughs> so I, I, I don't know if I covered that. That's so cool. It's so fun. Very easy to remember. So you're saying like if he does like uh, DIY stuff, mm. you guys have to collab at one point for yeah. like an outdoor um, 
uh either quadratus or something yeah. um where it like it'll actually take on to its environment outdoors mm. and like that like moss will grow on it and it'll just like something because I, I i already see in my mind's eye if this is even something that you guys you guys could probably see yourself doing um or you may even get commissioned who knows mm -hmm. but uh or just maybe the notion itself of like someone being like hey i'm actually gonna make these things yeah. and, and like make them like quasi topiaries yeah that'd be you know really cool. i um i'd that'd probably need cool. to send it somewhere more damp we live in a in quite a hot um oh yeah hot dry place so i think it would just it would just yeah. get, um, just get baked in the sun up here it would need to go to sort of like a lush tropical kind of place oh, yeah. i would think so True that, true yeah. that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just thinking all the possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Um, you'll probably need to make more the desert kind of colossi when we get to those. Mm. Yeah. That's more suitable for the climbs. Okay, so we'll jump back into trivia. Um, we're very tangent friendly here on Interactive Yeah, I've got to find where noticed. we were. Okay. Yes. Inter amazing. Okay. Oh, quick little audio test. Um, am I coming through as an echo whatsoever on your recording? Because that could interfere with me layering our tracks together. Uh, Just checking. No, because I've got um my headphones on. So. Ah, uh, you're a legend. Yes. Nas <laughs> is where it, Nas is like all over it. Okay, sweet. So we were up to tip to tip, and now for me. Okay, so Quadratus shares something in common with Bazaran. They both have weak points located on the bottom of their feet, which must be exploited in order to gain access to their weak point sigils. Mm. Right. Um, you take the next one. I do remember um, when I first played the game in um, sort of in line with the uh, book you were reading, I remember not being able to find the sigils on his feet initially and then seeing them and being like, oh, that's really yeah. clever. Um, Quadratus makes a lot of elephant-like roars and bellows. I'd have yeah, to, which yeah. – I'd have to go back oh, no, and you listen. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Isn't it funny Skype kind of makes us like un unintentionally rude to each other because we keep talking over each other? Oh, it's so difficult. <laughs> but, yeah. I know, I know, but it's all good. I will, we'll push through. It's all right. Um, but no, I agree. And um, I just wanted to bring up like, I'll just talk about elephants for now because like they're so, they, they, they reoccur quite, we, already, we already talked about like the skin kind of having mm. that texture. And I think Blue Point probably looked at that as like, well, where do we look for in terms of inspiration for like something that feels right, but wasn't defined because of the pixelization and it wasn't mm. because of ps2 graphics we couldn't really tell what that material was because they had that like that has to be recognized like and this is daggy but i tend to do this when it's like super special i'm just gonna like like stand yeah. up and, like, give a little clap it's the daggiest thing i don't care how lame i it even is. heard the chair but slide out from underneath thank you oh i'm so glad yeah i'm for real i and the, the see now see if anyone doubts naz has the the the, the cat-like ears yeah. to be able to tell that i'm being genuine with this stuff but no in all seriousness like naz like they they had the the ps2 game mm -hmm. they had um you know input probably they had this communication with um the original studio who mm. made it in Fumito. You I was going to say that I'm surely they would have talked to the original artist, the, the, the texturing yeah. and the, the original artwork sort of thing. And they would have gotten pointers, but like to actually execute it mm. in a way that, you know, the best sound designers, for example, they say, my, I know my job is done well when no one notices it, yeah. you know? when it's just seamless and it's like oh that's just what that would sound like mm. and that goes for like sound effects that goes for just how they translated it you know um so like super big ups to people at blue point for like i'll say this probably now as you know that i'm gonna say this for every damn colossus it's like i just can't help it i love them so much they're, they're so talented and they're working on another remake did you know this do you know what it is uh i could pretend that i do oh, but okay. that would be that would be like no but i have a secret hope that it is like vagrant story because we're just covering that on the main show okay, cool. um 
but what would you like it to be? I am one of the billion people who would like an original Spyro trilogy remake. Oh my god, I Naz, I am like like all the way Spyro. Yeah. And by the way, uh, this may end up being another thing that for you on your end the list because and by the way, and throw things to me too, like because I'm throwing things at you. Definitely like anything that riffs about like what Intractor Artistry is about mm. or whatever you think, I I'd be more than happy to. But you do know about Temeraire, right? No. Okay, we're pausing. Okay, listeners, okay. and this is actually we're pausing everything. So please kindly bring up your Google now, okay. right? And you need to type T T E M, yeah. Teme, R A I R E, Temeraire, and just type dragon, Temeraire dragon. Okay, yeah. So this is a series of novels. Get this now. It's written by Naomi Novik, mm-hmm. right? It's nine novels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Peter Jackson uh, optioned it for production into either a film series or a TV series. Oh, cool. It is, okay, are you sitting down? Make sure you're sitting mm-hmm. down. Okay, this is Dragons in the Napoleonic Times. Oh, that, I just, yeah, I can see some of the artwork. Okay. I hope they do I'll see you later. <laughs> okay, it's like, and this is the moment where Naz slowly drifted away. Yeah. And no longer, literally, Naz, like, do Google, do images. Now click on images. Like, tell me, yeah. tell me what you think of this. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the artwork. It looks unreal. This is Naz, the book series. Yeah, no, I'm sure everyone else who's listening will be as well, but I'm a huge dragon nerd, yeah. so I think everyone is. I'm but... a massive dragon nerd, and so the, t- the lead character is named Temeraire. She's a French dragon, but her breed is the Celestial from China. Um, and so there are different dragon breeds, and um, I really hope, like, big ups to Naomi. She was actually a writer on Neverwinter Nights, mm-hmm. uh, the game back in the day, and she like struck out on her own, and she wrote this book. I read that cover to cover, you know. I want to read um, this now. Yeah, so there's Regal Coppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another breed. They're like big red traditional St George kind of dragon mm-hmm. from um, from the uh, yeah from like England. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the other breeds. One is the Winchester, which is like a smaller, more tactical kind of mm-hmm. Spitfire kind of fighter pilot kind of dragon mm-hmm. and they have naz they have fights in the air i was they gonna have... say that they obviously ride the dragon yes yeah yes they do and it's like an air force and it's like That's what really if the cool. napoleonic wars no not of a blinking of an eye it's like yes dragons simply exist in this time <laughs> and they and they use them as fighter pilots in, cool. in, in the napoleonic times okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> tangent achieved but uh, yeah i just had to mention that but now do you understand like why i had to because Mm. of how epic that is and it's like how does naz not know about this and look at the freaking dragon breed chart i was just yeah i just had that open if i see the books i'm definitely going to pick them up okay done easy peasy sweet all right back into it everyone now we were talking about um elephants right and it's funny because um we think about uh like things like dragons, you know, this is a bit of a segue type thing, but when people were, they often, resi- like the otherworldly, right? The otherworldly uh, Titanic kind of creature, the large kind of creature. I've heard the elephant being used so much, you know, yeah. more than any other creature. It's like, for me, something about elephants kind of fringes a little bit on like, it's in the same way kind of dinosaurs I was do, just about you know? to think that, yeah, it's, it's sort of that leathery skin that you imagine yeah, that they would have. Exactly. 
that, that you imagine both the yeah like things like dragons mythical beings and stuff but yeah definitely quadratus in this case um and it's it's that sort of thing that bring that brought the design closer and made it feel you know as nick said in his book like a place that you could actually go to you know um and yeah no so cool i mean have we done with trivia i just like i love oh. our tangent taking but i can't remember um i think we've got a few so, more yeah, yeah. So uh, you said the elephant like, okay, here we go. So along with Gaius and Wanda, Quadratus made a cameo appearance outside of Shadow of the Colossus in 2008 PS3 game Little Big Planet, where Quadratus can be downloaded as a costume. Oh, That's cute. Adorable. I've never even seen that before. <laughs> I want to see a, because um, I'm the male equivalent of Clucky, whatever that is, um, a onesie for a little baby with like the little cracked oh, horn on the side. Really yeah. Cute. So adorable. And, um, yeah, but another thing I wanted to say, it's it's weird because I go into that, which is a very sort of like merch kind of sort of subject mm. angle. But weirdly, as soon as I thought of the cracked horn, I was like, holy shit, you know, the, the motif of horned creatures is so strong with Fumito, mm. you know. Um, and cracked horns as well. Yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, and so for me, the symbolism of that is that basically Eco and and um, Shadow are such like drastically different games from a narrative point of view mm. and a gameplay point of view that I feel as though it's like after Valus like set the stage. Oh, by the way, it's Colossus. You're climbing them. There's your basic introduction. For me, it's like as in for me, it's like oh yeah, you as Nick said, you're paying attention. Great. Well, let me give you a thesis statement of what this game is. I'm cracking the horn. I'm breaking mm. what Ico once was. Mm. You know? Yeah. And that's how I read the symbolism there. It's like I've I've snapped that off. So there's again maybe uh, these things that maybe like subconscious influences on like visual design, mm -hmm. but the idea that he's like like taking the icon, which is in his his like uh, the the horned boy is an icon was an icon of Ico, yeah. you know, um, and he just like snaps that off and like nope, this yeah. is a different game, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's funny so having yeah the horns in each in all three games. Maybe we're reading too yeah. much into it, but yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> That that's half the fun of this, Naz. Yeah. It's half the fun, <laughs> you know. And um, the thing is, symbolic readings, right? Yeah. Whether intentional, a lot of people like you're reading too. Sometimes, you know, not mm. not not like singling out yourself. Like I get that all the time. Like oh, reading too many. But the thing is, the exercise of like it's like it's like stretching. It's like mm. going for a run. It's like the exercise of of going there without taking yourself too uber seriously and thinking that you're some kind of like uber. Like, I got I don't. I just have fun with this, which is what interactive artistry is all about. Mm. Is like it's like as I call it, just Terrific. It's like it was enriching for me to do that and to go there and to think about it regardless of whether or not it was intentional. And which tends to shut a lot of people who have that stance of like, uh, but why even do this up? Because it's like, well, I'm just like engaging with this material, getting more out of it. It's it's something I'm doing. Do you find that you like find yourself doing that and with, with certain things like uh, reading extra layers into that? Yeah, I definitely think that um, there's so many, you know, so many shows and games out there that headcanon is such a big part of, like, yeah. that where, where headcanon can potentially become this huge portion of what people appreciate about a game or a show and things like that. So, I'd, yeah, definitely, um, you know, not going to sneeze at it sort of thing, so... I dig. Yeah. Nice, nice. All right, you take the next one. Okay, big one. Okay, when Wanda is on the land bridge going from the Shrine of Worship to Quadratus's area, the water will appear blue. However, when Wanda approaches the other side of the bridge, it will turn a greenish shade. If Wanda jumps off here and lands in water that is deep enough for him to survive the fall, Agro will have to run down uh, to on her own down to the beach. Strangely, when Agro gets to a certain part coming to the beach, she will fall off the ledge but will be unharmed, despite the <laughs> 
hundred foot fall. I want to see wow. that. <laughs> yes, aggro is invincible, and that fits okay. thematically with me. Even if it's probably, likely, definitely a glitch. Yeah, it would it's like aggro. Aggro is your 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 rock, as they say. Yeah. You know, um, he's the Artax in a way. The Artax that doesn't it. sink. Yeah. 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 And um, I just, yeah, anytime I talk with you about, like, the stuff, now it always reminds me, because you're, like, a horses person, yeah. I'm like, it's just, like, horses are so great. Yeah. And Fathias are really great, too, but I'm not going to talk about them, because this is a film to a podcast. Shout out to The Last Jedi, right? Um, but no, no, like, another thing I want to say, because obviously horses, mm-hmm. four-legged, right? Um, and I want to talk about, like, so with the approach to Quadratus and everything, and like, what did you like? Because we, you know, how like Logan and I and you, um, on the last one uh, and yourself, we we did the sort of different categories. Like, how did you, how did the feel? How did the battle make you feel? And all these things. I'm I'm actually trying to like track down those four questions, which was so great. But like, they were very very pretty basic questions. So yeah. what did you think of like the approach into um, Quadratus's area, just like uh, on the back of uh, like uh, like um, um, Argo or Agro? Oh, it's an epic epic area, and you know, going down. Um... You know, you just think you're going to fall down every two seconds going down that yeah. tiny little sliver. But um, it's definitely an intimidating area when you get down onto that beach. Yeah, That's right. Everyone keeps saying beach. I hadn't noticed any water. I thought it was just like a, a sink. A, um, I didn't know if it was a, a beach or just sort of next to a river or something like that. But, right, uh, right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, so I'll take the next one. So on the back of the Shadow of the Colossus PS2 case, where it is shown screenshots of the game, Quadratus's early design yeah. can be seen in one of the... Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Again, iteration is part of these things, so you can take the next one if you like. Uh, if one falls to the ground after doing significant damage to Quadratus, it may attempt to flee. I haven't seen that. Oh. I want to see that. I know, the pathos though. Yeah. Leave him alone. Oh, yeah, he's just makes feel terrible. <laughs> I know, I know. But he's got he's got the love of his life, slash his mother, slash his sister, slash whoever to yeah. save. So there you go. Okay, what's the Naz hot take? Who's your theory on who Mono might be? Oh, I would just say lo- a love interest. I, you know, that would be my main guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm, it's certainly the most classic. Yeah. yeah. But I guess you can interpret it how you want, but... Yeah. Listen, it's his, it's his transgender uncle, okay? Oh, jeez. He doesn't need your judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shout out to all transgender people. I love you all. It's all good. But I just, I could imagine like Fumito just like having just fun Just coming with that, out like... with this totally different thing. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, subverting expectations. Yeah. For the sake of subverting expectations. Um. Okay, so... If uh, Oh, yeah, okay. So, Quadratus is one of the main... Actually, have I taken... We can't... I cannot steal if it's your turn. No, it it's my your turn. turn. Okay. okay, Albert, do something for once in your life. Okay, um, Quadratus is one of the main icons for the game, as it appears in most of the promo pictures and advertisements. Cool. Another pretty obvious one. Um, you go ahead uh, and you close us off. Quadratus is currently the only colossi whose hard time attack goal has not been changed for the PS4 remaster. That was the most fascinating fact I cannot believe they left that to last. That was, I'm kidding. I just like, that's cool. I was just like, I don't, (laughs) oh yeah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) I've never um, even played the hard mode, so I I don't really know much about it, yeah. Yeah, um, I will. I'm because uh, I'm playing Colossus by Colossus for this playthrough. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. And okay, now this is going to be about people who who have really who like really been paying attention, so because you know different people i'll just reveal this here so and even logan doesn't know this so i'm gonna be able to know if logan has um 
has has listened to this episode because yeah. he'll I'll, I'll i'll he'll speak with him the next time and his jaw, jaw will fall on the ground so naz i have this is like i killed mufasa yeah okay you ready i have researched this game mm-hmm. i have been an astronomer for this game i have watched playthroughs of it i probably know all of its secrets mm-hmm. um but i have never ever played the game in full oh really now. wow can you believe that and what is the reason that you never played it in full because and some people might roll their eyes is this notion that i had really ascribed so much like importance mm-hmm. and so much as i said in in the when i you know um this the statement the, the testament of amelioration like he is so formative to my core of what I do mm-hmm. and, and essentially almost to like who I am with what I with interactive artistry that I was almost afraid that it wouldn't st- that it wouldn't make match that expectation oh, you know okay yeah. I had built this perfect image of what Shadow of the Colossus was and I am very pleased to say that the thing that broke me through the first Fumito Ueda game I ever played was The Last Guardian mm in in full yeah you know i had i had popped in eco uh when a person a friend of mine lent it to me yeah. i had popped in obviously shadow like when i rented and stuff but logan doesn't know this you know yeah um and this this goes for like i wouldn't obviously if i went up to someone who's like hey an astronomer who was like you know what i think it's time i actually want to go out of space you know mm-hmm. i wouldn't i would be like yo you just had your relationship with it that was your kind of thing um and i like no judgment on you man like mm-hmm. you you looked at it from your point of view it doesn't discount doesn't take away from your passion from it mm-hmm. but i know that there are going to be some people and i'm prepared for it it's totally fine uh i have a very different relationship to games yeah. in the way that that uh, is the sort of conventional mm-hmm. way i really look at their formal qualities a lot primarily yeah. i love gameplay i i oh I, I lose hours into gameplay absolutely but my primary relationship with this isn't some pretentiously kind of like trying to just like oh games is that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. i i i love playing them yeah. that's the, it's not me just trying to like you know if this, if I was like fussy on my plate and moving the things I don't like, it's like I accept all of the medium of what it is, including the ludic aspects, the competitive aspects. That's fine. I just know that there are a lot of outlets that out there that cater to that. And for me, this was about just like this was like say if you I was like an art student and I, I had read about Mona Lisa, done all this research, mm. and I was maybe like and I'd become an expert on it to some degree, and I just hadn't done it yet because it was like it was just I I had built it up into this thing, you know. Yeah. But I. But the, the most like I I just, like heaven shattering thing is that as soon as I put it in, it was a trillion times more amazing and immersive and like goosebump yeah. inducing than I ever could have imagined. And I was like, and I almost cried. I was like, yeah. that's Fumito Ueda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So I yeah, I figured I'd to people who maybe we'll see if we get any comments or anything. But yeah, that's that's me with Fumito, and I hadn't really shown that until this is the fifth episode, but. Uh, yeah. Figured I'd share that uh, with yourself there, Naz, because no, you know you so said nice. you played your. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I definitely, yeah, um, re- I feel a bit better, you know, relating to you a bit more in that I, you know, s- sort of haven't played a whole lot of these games, but I sort of yeah. get absorbed in the lore and the appreciation of them, sort of thing. Yeah. That's so. I think that's probably why I felt comfortable to like share that because I sense that you're on that same wavelength, which I really dig, and yeah. I appreciate you uh, holding the space for me to kind of go into that. Yeah. I appreciate that, Naz. Too easy. Yeah. Um, was, is there anything like along the lines of, doesn't even have to be games. Is there something like where you had read about, again, like being sort of in that appreciation space without actually diving into it? It doesn't have to be like games or anything. Was there anything like that for you? I think um, 
sort of on the same wavelength when I played The Last Guardian because as I as I yeah. as I said on the last episode, you know, all of us waited so long and I'd, you know, hyped it up in my brain so much. It had been this, you know, waiting so many years and years and, you know, just starting it and playing it and would I like it, would I not like it? And mm. I also really struggled finishing it because it was kind of yeah. like, well, it's it's over now. Like that I didn't want to. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. That was kind of like, oh that that excitement of all those years of waiting is finished. So but I'm glad I did finish no, it. So. Me too. It was and again like and okay, Naz, now you've made me think because you know I have this thing. It's like there's this movie called Life is Beautiful okay. with Roberto Benigni. Do you know it by any chance? No, I don't, no. Um, yeah, so like even as I hear myself talk about it, it's the kind of film that I could, I almost feel as though I'll, I will almost not see it again, but it is one of my favorite films of all time. Mm. But because it moves me so much, mm. I have this sense of, again, extreme like savoring of it, really yeah. like this, this sense that like, Oh, like you sort of you have this sense of not heaviness but the sense that like oh this resonates with me a lot and is there a film for you maybe some people have said like i can't watch like saving private ryan too often because it's it really it's like a heavy mood even though i yeah. love it so much it like do you have that a little bit with certain things because i just thought about like why haven't it's yeah. like why haven't i played last guardian again it's because it was so damn like mm. emotionally stirring that like that's a huge investment as well it was I, I don't think i had sort of a highly emotional show or film but I sort of relate in the way like I'm sure many other people love friends as much as I do I adore friends oh, I love it. and I've seen yeah. it about a million times but I almost have got to the point now where I don't want to watch it as often because I feel like it takes away from how special it is if that, if that makes sense you are like Ray, my girlfriend, uh, and I don't know if your Ray's like this as well, but you have a great way of summarizing things the way that I tend to waffle on a bit, <laughs> and you, you, you said I'm it glad. perfectly. It's like, yeah, it's like super direct and just like, yeah, if I watched it too much, it would take away from how special it is, mm. you know? Hello, this is Logan. I will talk about a couple things first. The first thing is that, you know, the grand prize in the entertainment category, that is impressive. Uh, we may have mentioned that last week, I don't know. It's a big achievement, you know, I mean, I, it's an achievement that I don't really think I, I noticed how big it was when I first read it. I was like, oh, an award. The cool thing is, is that because of that, uh, Gen Design was taking questions on Twitter about The Last Guardian for a while. Um, and both me and Albert were uh, able to um, asked them a couple questions. Um, Albert's was, uh, what was your proudest moment during the development of The Last Guardian, which is a nice question. It's not a lore question, um, which is nice. Mine kind of was a lore question, which was, um, uh, what was the white sentinel tower built after the rest of the buildings in the nest, or was everything made at the same time? What does it mean when the building, quote-unquote, sheds its skin at the end of the game? Um, this is a question that I have been wondering. However, after I asked it, I did go back and look at my uh, Tumblr post where I gave kind of a rundown of everything I learned from an extraordinary story. And it actually does say that um, the architecture in the nest, not just on the Sentinel Tower, um, has the same symbols on it, a lot of that architecture, as the, uh, the Uroi, the armors. So that kind of already is evidence that um, the armors and the sentinel tower maybe were built at the same time as the rest of the nest. 
Um, so my question might kind of be redundant, and you could say it's already been answered, but I had forgotten that I read that. So that was the question I asked. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, not, not everyone's questions were good. There was one guy who was like, you know, I think The Last Guardian must have been cancelled at one point because the game is really rushed and, like, the level design is there's a difference in quality throughout the game. Like, what's the real story behind the game's progress? I'm obviously not going to call out who that guy was, um, but I responded to him saying, like, The Last Guardian is not rushed. It is not a rushed game. Um, it doesn't feel rushed. It does not feel copy-paste. Um, you know, and, and from what we know, and this is something we'll probably go into when we talk about The Last Guardian, uh, the development of the game really was more or less a straight line with long pauses, long hiatuses. As opposed to how many people seem to think of it, which perhaps uh, people think that maybe it's similar to Duke Nukem Forever, maybe it's similar to other Vaporware games where they would like practically finish the dang thing. Actually, I think just today some news about Duke Nukem Forever came out saying that uh, one of the early builds for that game was like I think people tend to assume all Vaporware games are like that. The Last Guardian was not like that. Uh, you can watch early trailers for The Last Guardian, and yes, you will see some things that didn't make it into the final game. But you will also see some parts that made it in almost exactly to the final game, um, which is very rare for a Vaporware title. So really, I think aside from porting the game from PS3 to PS4, um, there wasn't too much, like, doubling back that they had to do with The Last Guardian. They simply had to take what they did on PS3, punch it up a bit graphically, um, uh, hardware-wise, frame-rate-wise, and I do think they punch it up graphically, because I think The Last Guardian looks amazing. Um, and it wasn't really, like, this super shaky development cycle. It was more or less a straight line. Um, aside from that, another fun little thing that happened this week was, um, Keita Takahashi is a game dev. Uh, who is good friends with the waiter. He's the creator of Katamari Damacy. Um, I'm a huge fan of his. About as much as Ueda, maybe a little less. But um, uh, it's really cool that they're friends. Like, I think they actually hang out, they text. Um, you know, they, they, they're just friends, which is rad. And um, Keita Takahashi wrote some sort of column um, in, I don't know, I think it was just Famitsu. Um, no, Dengeki PlayStation, that was where it was. Um, he wrote a column in Dengeki PlayStation, um, which, you know, I can't, um, really translate it, because I don't know it, but, uh, he posted a picture of it on Twitter, and it's got some cute drawings of, uh, Valis and Gaius. Um, but he did tweet, um, uh, when the remake came out about some of this, so I think that's what the column is about, which is basically this little situation where he was wondering, um, why on the remake cover is Gaius' back turn. And he posed this question on Twitter, and um, uh, um, Ueda actually texted him in response. Um, and he was like, well, that's because Valis' back is turned on the original cover uh, for PS2, which is the Japanese cover. Um, and I kind of forgotten about that cover. I didn't really know about it um, until I, I saw this tweet. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the Japanese cover is like that, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, Ueda actually just kind of texted him and said, no, buddy, you know, this is, um, this is, this is what's going on. This is why it is this way. It's probably more to the column than that, going by his drawings. Um, I think that's part of it. 
Um, I know that's not too interesting, but, um, you know, it's about game devs talking to each other, and that's kind of cool. Anyway, uh, let's get into the main topic here. Um, I was thinking of bringing up kind of a theory this episode, actually talking about some theories I've been reading. Um, there's a really good theory about the whole Dorman-Nimrod connection, which, like, really goes into it much more than anything else I've seen, goes into the Bible and, and things like that. But that's definitely something that I want to save for an episode where, you know, I can actually talk to somebody about it. So I'm not going to bring that up now. I'm just going to get right into Quadratus. Um, so Nick had uh, a very nice uh, sort of rundown of Quadratus in his book. Um, and, you know, a lot of it's sort of about how Quadratus is showcasing different Alice. And once again, you know, I could easily be saying, the kind of stuff that Albert said about um, Quadratus, and I wouldn't know, so um, who knows. And um, so, you know, you're you're riding on aggro, you have the option to. I, I, would, I don't think it's wise to ride on aggro. Um, you're going to use your bow, and Quadratus is just, you know, he's very differently shaped. It's, it's fought in a different way. Kind of a lot more climbing involved, and then once you get on his back, you know, you're pretty safe from that point. Um... But that was kind of what Nick's uh, write-up focused on, and that's all, you know, very true. I mean, something I really like about Shadow of the Colossus is that you might try to think about it in a way of, like, so Colossus 1 is introductory, Colossus 2 is introductory in other elements, Colossus 3 is introductory in, I don't know, some other way where there's, like, more of a puzzle-solving aspect to it, where you have to on the ground, go taller or something, uh, you know, you have Colossus 4 is introductory in puzzles of a different... And you could, you know, eventually you might think, um, eventually, you know, these intro Colossi are going to finish and we'll kind of have the the whole game's um, kind of skill set laid out before us. We know what the Colossi are about, and then any new Colossi that come up are just going to be different iterations on, on those same types of puzzles. But that never happens. Um, you know, even all the way up to number 14... Um, you know, there's just kind of very different things going on um, with how you're beating these things. I mean, obviously, number 13 is, is you know, completely different. You know, it, like, never leaves the air. You have to shoot it down uh, and then ride on aggro beside it. I mean, it's, 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 you know, I think this just all goes back to how I keep saying, like, we don't want the extra Colossi back in the game because the Colossi we have are all so beautifully um, unique and, and, you know, so well uh, structured and sculpted. Um, that, you know, even in Colossi 16, the thing where you're shooting his, his shoulder, you're shooting his hand, or you're stabbing his hand to, to get him to steady it so you can climb on it, you know, that's, like, almost kind of new to that Colossi. That's the last one. So that's a really cool thing about Shadow of the Colossi is that, like, it almost feels like every Colossi is introducing a new type of gameplay because that's how it should be, but in other games, they might not necessarily do that. You know, I mean, for instance, um, Zelda Skyward Sword has a boss that is clearly directly inspired by Shadow of the Colossus, called the Imprisoned. Um, and I like this boss. You have to fight it three times, and I actually do enjoy those fights, but the fights don't necessarily introduce new elements. Like, I think the second time you fight him, he gets, like, a tail, so you can't, you can't go behind him or something. Like, that's not really something new. Um, you know, so, so that's sort of a perfect counterexample to say, like, not all games, um, are as good at, at having these 16 very different bosses. Quadratus is, you know, just another example of the beginning of that. 
go back to uh, EG Manasamana. That was the user uh, whose uh, sort of discussion points we went off of last week. About our, our Colossi. I don't know if Albert was using those points this week or whatever, but I, I gotta get in contact. We gotta get in contact. Actually, we're gonna keep using these, which I think we should, because I like them. They're, they're a good way to structure the conversation. Um, the first one of those was the way you discover the Colossi. Um, and, you know, there's not much about discovering Quadratus. You know, you know where to go. Um, and really what I want to talk about is the second thing, the way we're impressed by a location. Uh, Quadratus's location is one of my favorites in the game, even though it's uh, very natural, not very structured at all. It's not really built up aside from maybe some architecture in the wall that he smashes, and then on the way down there's a little bit of architecture on the left, um, just kind of adorning the pathway. Um, but I still really like it just because of how deep into the earth it is. I think maybe aside from Kuramori's arena, which you can't really tell how deep that is, it's probably the lowest point in the game. Um, and it's just kind of crazy, you know, you can look up from it and sort of still see the Shrine of Worship in the distance, and, and you really get a sense of scale on how low into the ground you are, but because it's out in the open, you know, you're not underground. Um, and it's a beach, it's, it's really just got a different feeling uh, than where you fought Valus, a completely different feeling. Um, you know, it really feels like this weird kind of uh, salty, kind of sandy zone. Um, I just really like that. Um, you know, Nick talks about how um, uh, two of the bridge's support pillars go down into the area, which kind of helps you connect um, where you are with, with the rest of the world, which is uh, really cool. Um, I always like seeing those two massive pillars, like how all the other pillars just kind of go straight into the ground, but then these ones, because they're going into a giant pit, they have to build even more under that. I always like seeing that. Um, Next point is the way the boss battle characterized your experience. Um, Quadratus is, you know, he's, I think he's a really great gloss. I think he's got a really great design. Um, I like his final design a little more than the early design, which is um, a funny thing about Quadratus's early design is that they use a picture. I don't know where this picture is even from, but Quadratus has a beta design where he looks uh, kind of more like a, like a ram, sort of with like a... It's almost like skeleton-y, like he's got this sort of thin face with these curled horns and these crazy eyes. Um, I could I could try to find a link to one of those pictures and, and get that in the YouTube comments or the description. Um, and people use that pic a lot in articles about the original game. Like after the original game came out, whenever there was an article about uh, when they were trying to do a movie or whatever it was, people would always use this picture of Beta Quadratus. Um, <laughs> and like they just wouldn't care that it's not in the actual game. The dude looks totally different. Um, I like his appearance a lot, you know. It's another uh, Colossi that's kind of cute. You know, not all of them are cute. Um, a lot of them are. <laughs> you know, I think that's where, like, a lot of their charm is from. Is that, like, if you were to render them in very simple lines, a lot of them would end up looking kind of nicer and endearing. Um, and Quadratus is one of those. You know, he's just this animal guy, but he has uh, a very strong appearance. You know, the fact that he's, like, almost as tall as Valus even though he's on all fours, um, is really cool. And I, I would always underestimate the size of Quadratus. I remember when, like, you actually look at size comparisons of Quadratus to the other Colossi, or, or all the Colossi, um, I'd always go, wow, he really is that big, huh? And he's, like, like one of the taller ones. He's, he's a very large dude. Um, the fight itself, I think, took me a fair while the first time to figure out what I was supposed to do, and then an even longer time to actually enact that. 
Um, I probably got stomped on a lot. Probably wasn't super fun. Um, but now I can do it in a second. I mean, you know, I think the three, four times that I fought him in the remake, you know, it's been a breeze. You you shoot, you you make him jump up, you shoot him in the hoof right there, it's not hard, and then you climb right up there. Um, easy peasy. Uh, and that's probably most of what I have to say about Quadratus. Um, he's a good dude. Um, Nick says uh, in his book that he was uh, a Colossi that got a lot of fan art, which is something you don't really see nowadays. You know, obviously we all know who the Colossi that get the most fan art are. There's like three of them, and I don't think Quadratus is really one of them. So maybe things were different back then. I definitely think um, Gaius probably grew in popularity over time. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe it had something to do with when in 2005 the game came out, people thought guys, like, looked really weird, but then, like, all media got really weird over the years. So people are like, oh, I like, like this guy's guy now. He's, he's cool because he's weird. <laughs> something like that. That's my theory on it. Um, and I think that's what I have to say this week. If you watch a film sort of a million times, it sort of loses that appeal. Um, you know, when I was little, my sister and I's favourite film were the Austin Powers films. And, yeah. and I've watched, you know, I would always say that those were my favourite films growing up, but I have watched <laughs> them a million times. And now, yeah, yeah. now when I do watch them, it's almost like I have ruined it for myself because I've watched yeah. it too many times and it's just, I can't, you know, it's lost that freshness sort of thing. So look at that pornum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I totally respect that. You're right. And like, it's funny. Like I watched Shrek a whole, like, yeah, endlessly. I haven't it's watched just... Shrek in ages. That's probably, probably a yeah. good thing, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when I watch it again, it'll be sort of um, new again. Just make sure you don't Google Shrek is love, Shrek is life, okay? Just Yeah, there's a lot of weird Shrek out there. <laughs> it's too good, it's too good. Uh, all right, so let us see. Okay, now as I challenge you, how can I segue from Shrek back into Fumito Ueda? Go. Speaking of things situated in swamps, no, that doesn't work. It's not a swamp. Oh, God. Um, a game there's is no like segue. an onion. It has legs. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody, somebody. <laughs> have you, have you seen, have you heard the, uh, the, the word? It's like this video. It's like a fucking like dark, dark side of YouTube video. It's like the word somebody is said, then tripled, then quadrupled, then. then no, like... I don't know if I want to. <laughs> Literally, it's like traveling through like Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, like yes. time space, because he, he says that main somebody, and then he doubles that somebody, and then by the time it's like by sixteen million yes. times, it's just this huge like somebody. <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. All right, okay, all right. So we're done with trivia. <laughs> Tangent taking Arama. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so we've covered the approach and the covered the battle itself because again, as he put it, it in the book, it's like it's pretty simple, mm. you know. Like he rears up on his legs, it's very clear. Um, but let's see if we can. Let's okay. So another thing I want to talk about is the idea of the cre like the archetype of like the creature in the layer, you know, and the mm. going because the thing is with this with the the approaching of the of um 
of, of Valis, like in his like lonely landscape, that really communicates something narrative, which is like something out in the open, vulnerable, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Then something in a cave implies, oh, well, now that the vulnerable thing has awakened, mm-hmm. it's like, now it's cautious, now it's hiding away. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, this is just how I function. I'm always going to be looking at threads, like meta narrative threads of like, oh, the representation of how the Colossus is like presented like symbolically yeah, yeah. what what can that do to add to the so um i wanted to ask like what are your um like for example think back to like uh, maybe when we were younger like like mm-hmm. stories and stuff like creatures and caves is there mm-hmm. a story that makes you think like what, like golem or what, what's what's oh. your main kind of creature in a cave kind of story i probably just think of dragons in their lair really so, i mean that's exactly. pretty generic but yeah no that's totally fine and a why this kind of explains why i was getting dragon vibes right <laughs> yeah um mm-hmm. oh yeah also question dragons or wyverns what's your favorite uh probably dragons yeah dragons yeah although i gotta say reign of fire though have you seen reign of fire i have a while ago yeah so good Uh, for listeners who don't know about it christian bale matthew mcgonaghy and gerard butler before they were ever famous or anything yeah um they made this movie about dragons in the post-apocalypse it's so good i mean i'll probably love any dragons yeah no same i'm I'm, exactly my zodiac is stud uh, dragon how about you oh cool i'm rooster Nice. Oh my god. Then you, you know, the Witcher? Oh, kind of, yeah. There's literally a creature that's a mixture between a rooster and a dragon. Oh, cool. It's so interesting looking. It's like, I think, what yeah, cockatrice. Cockatrice, that's it. I was trying to think of what yeah. the word was for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so badass looking. You would really love it for yeah. sure. This is Recommendation Cast brought to you <laughs> by Interactive Artistry. Okay, cool. Well, there you go, uh, listeners. That's um, our sort of, I think, uh, wrap up on the thoughts of Quadratus. Um, I will quickly jump onto the Reddit because we are coming up to the one hour and 20. And with when you add in what I'll do solo and what we'll do um, when we add Logan's one in, we'll, up, we'll be up to our sort of usual two hours. So we are about to segue out, but let me bring up the Reddit because it's always good to um, acknowledge the place you were born from. Let's see how, because we arose from that. So it's funny, we don't have a Fumito Ueda. We still have Team Ico, the the Reddit, the subreddit. Uh, do you use Reddit much at all, uh, Nas? A uh, tiny bit. Are we looking at okay. um, what should I Google to get into? Oh, yeah, you just go, um, yeah, you just go reddit.com uh, forward slash r forward slash Team Ico. Yeah, easy. Yeah. And my lonely little post two days ago at 7 p.m. Australia Eastern Time, uh, Fumito Ueda mm-hmm. podcast will be recording the Quadratus episode. Submit your stories below and we'll read them out. No one submitted anything. <laughs> no love. What time did That's you post it? I wonder what time you posted it. Yeah, it doesn't matter, Naz, because <laughs> it's been two days. <laughs> <laughs> this is it has <laughs> absolutely bursting Reddit subreddit. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's it's a smaller subreddit yeah. by, by compared to most, but I think part of it is because um, there's a bit of an identity crisis happening because mm-hmm. Team Ico is, is a closed off company. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. You know, so I think in terms of searchability, it's not the best, but mm-hmm. it is the largest um, concentration of people like people mm-hmm. who enjoy Fumito's work. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping maybe like there is an R slash Gen design but I desperately want to start r slash Fumito Ueda yeah. which would just really like be a great focus point for the man's works um so but yeah so nothing from there um in the end we also have um so let me just read out at least one so I'm gonna send my reddit readout personally will be from user angkasa underscore research discover video games visual composition rule of thirds and cinematography of shadow of the colossus um 
and I commented there, phenomenal. It's beautiful uh, little video there. I have yet to see it. It just like it resonates with me a lot. I love the idea of people being like, "Hey, they put this effort in," and and you know about composition, obviously. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I went to um, school for for art, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same here. And it's uh, the rule of the, like, everything is, and, uh, you know, the only way to really communicate how beautiful this game is, maybe to give you an example of a not so well constructed game, let's say, um, oh gosh, I'm thinking, I'm being really brutal, but there are some old like PS1 games where they just didn't have thought to cinematography and stuff. Oh, not at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, as well as I said, like introducing this new re this new realm of artistry to games. He, this is another thing which definitely doesn't get as much acknowledgement, um, which is how beautifully like laid out and like thematically, like games didn't have this consideration now. It's not long. Like as much as we love Crash Bandicoot, yeah. like, it wasn't it wasn't Roger Deakins' kind of material. No, it's yeah. totally different, different medium almost. That's right. Yeah. So that's another thing that we need to take a moment and be like, hey, as well as this um, this through line of narrative, which, you know, we, we, as we as I said, with like Valis and the sort of finding of the creature, uh, communicating that narrative of these things being out in the open, vulnerable with no, that's it. They're, they're on their own. There's no like guardian things to come after you, to take mm -hmm. you, to tear you off. It's like, no, it's just them. That's why it's forbidden to be there yeah. because there's no guardians, you know? And um, so they, that, that narrative is communicated. But see, all of these, that's as what Nick said is like, that's why I was able to sustain. And he jumped on the podcast. He's just as active with it as he is, as he was back in 2005 mm. and, and 2015, 10 years later when he wrote the book, it's because they have this time. Like that's what like Blade Runner, for example, have you seen Blade Runner by any chance? Naz? No, I'm terrible with all these that's questions. Okay. That's totally fine. Again, it's also, uh, I've seen, uh, I think I've seen parts of it, but not the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I have reached my recommendation quota, which means well, all that means is I can keep recommending, but now you have to start, you have to give me at least two things you want me to go check out go Whoa. oh that's too much pressure no go no go, way go, go, go. <laughs> at least give me some time to think about it <laughs> sure okay all right there you go mini rain check okay. but okay. um but yeah that's that's the thing so like uh, uh and that's all i wanted to say is that um that's what kind of helps these things endure and that's why mm -hmm. like when Fumito started using that language that that sense of oh you know what i will put a care towards this symbolism i will put a care towards my cinematography mm -hmm. towards my palette to all this stuff it's like um i'm not saying it didn't exist in games prior like like there are some examples of early like eric chahi uh, another world like mm -hmm. there were some things where that was given consideration but you can't argue that like the standard was redefined when when eco came out when fumito did his thing you know was, um, um when when eco came out was that ps2 or was that ps1 that was ps that was ps2 okay um, yeah i wasn't sure yeah yeah no that's okay and the, the, the funny thing is um so we had uh ps2 which was um sort of started like 2000 was its birthplace and it, like eco sort of heralded into being as one of the first few games i'd say the first year yeah. and then the ps3 uh, sorry the ps2 sort of sort of died out close to the 2006 2007 mark mm. so it sort of braced um that kind of e medium it was like a bookend it's like eco at the start shadow at the end yeah. you know or, or near the end sort of thing yeah. as people were starting yeah. to develop ps3 so i figured i'd mention that there um and another thing i'll throw out is that um it's not that i can see here but i saw it on youtube is um the completionist who we hope to have on the show one time um did a beautiful um uh, one of his amazing completionist videos on Shadow of the Colossus. So oh, I awesome. I'd give that a shout I've out to him. Yeah, he's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. 
too easy. Well, that's our Reddit rundown. Um, our main topic is, is all sorted. And in terms of our supporters, again, there's few enough of you so far. I hope to eventually lose count of you, but there's few mm -hmm. enough of you that I can remember you mostly by name. <laughs> we have uh, Brendan. We have Tom over supporting on the Podbean. Podbean. Um, we have uh, Yusuf, one of our co-hosts, who supports us at the $15 tier. Immeasurably grateful. Thank you so much. Um, and we have uh, Philip Dragonsmana, another awesome, awesome person helping us, and Adam as well on the $3 tier. So, yeah. Awesome. Again, and I put this into my letters, and I'm all super daggy about it, unapologetic daggy dad of gratitude <laughs> and just, like, like, sappy. It's like, thank you. You're helping interactive artistry really, like, become what it, like, the fullest version of itself. So um, I will now hand it to Naz, please, if you could tell our listeners where they can find you online. And um, just, and I'm, if you want to do it, I'm going to plug your Patreon something fierce. Like, oh, thank to, you. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, go ahead, Naz. Uh, so I'm on pretty much every page you can imagine. So I have uh, my Facebook is Nazi Growing Crafts. Um, mm -hmm. I have a DeviantArt, a Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and probably some more that I'm not re remembering at the moment, but all just uh, Nazi Goring. So N-A-Z-E-G-O-R-E-N-G. Uh, so if you type that into Google, you'll find me at all my places. So, yeah. Yeah, in all your haunts. Yeah. Digital haunts. <laughs> Too there many of them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right well i'll just close out with our little shout uh, with our little sign off rather so fumito ueda podcast is part of the interactive artistry podcast network um you can find us on all as naz said we're very, pretty much everywhere as fumito ueda podcast it's very distinct this very very unlikely you'll confuse and i don't have to read too many of the uh, urls but yeah instagram twitter tumblr um and then the patreon is interactiveartistry um tumblr.com sorry Ooh, oh, i'm tired <laughs> oh hello interactive artistry so patreon.com forward slash interactive artistry i didn't mess up then you think i did naz but i'm actually I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm i'm the no are you i'm not even that proactive i'm gonna just publish this as it is we'll see how we go but uh, no please do head over if you're enjoying what we do we are 100 percent listener supported which is another way of saying we are 40 percent listener supported and the rest i'm paying for it out of money and my time but i love it so much but it, that does as naz would probably attest naz could you do what you do without being paid oh definitely not i think i would definitely not. i think it um I guess I still would probably do it, um, but not to the degree that I get to do it for work. So exactly, and yeah, and it would, and and like you have this amazing talent, and I can say this because we're pals. At least uh, that's how it's been vibing. Yeah, yeah. and I will, and, and yeah, because that's the thing you do you like art and commerce forever partners it's how some of the most amazing mm -hmm. art is created like it's that's just how it is mm -hmm. and you've hacked it naz i think you've got like an amazing future ahead of you with that because you have a good head on your shoulders about the whole commerce option yeah, yeah, but you yeah, need to yeah. just it, it's, without doing either extreme of like never talking about it like super self-deprecating all oh, my stuff i only do it for free or the other end which is being too clinical too mm -hmm. cold blah 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 you just have to just breathe get it out of the way and say hey this is what this is and i think that's the perfect approach so you're a touchstone for us at interactive artistry by the way now so <laughs> i dig it too easy will you be able to join us for next uh for next week it's totally cool if not but uh, the wednesday uh next wednesday um... oh sorry not sorry what am i talking about next friday or the weekend whatever oh you just just buzz me and we'll work it out I'm, I, I don't too know what easy. i'm doing that far in the future i know easter's coming up <laughs> <laughs> nice oh you're probably getting i don't know this is just assumption i hope i'm not we'll see uh that uh, and you want to ask for like bunny rabbits or anything like that um not allowed bunnies here in queensland so oh to make the you can't make the you can't sculpt oh sorry i thought you meant it was like getting a real bunny. Oh. <laughs> no no although bunnies are very cute they shout out really to my pal 
Yeah, shout out to my pal Charlie and her, her boo, uh, Ricky, who own these beautiful bunny rabbits oh, and they're just cute. friends of mine. So yeah. I'll just like give them a timestamp to listen in. But um, okay, so what's the plan for the rest of the week? Um, finishing this commission tomorrow, hopefully. And then uh, yes. I'm just working on some My Little Pony character commissions. So hey. um, getting some easier jobs out of the way to sort of breathe a little bit after making um, a fair few complicated commissions. So. Yeah. There you go. Amazing. I predict that you're doing a full-size sculpt of Bill Skarsgård as it. Is that true? Oh. Gonna... That would be terrifying. <laughs> no. No. No, Although, no, 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 okay. no. No, 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 no. You're just backing away out yeah. of the podcast now. No, 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 no. Um, but I do, I, I'll always level you these challenges, which I expect you to ignore because I am a daggy dad. Um, listen, Naz, you need to make a plushy it you need I've to do that. Like a, make, a, yeah, I've seen some people make like needle felted it. Oh, really? That, oh, it's been done? I've seen, cool. um, I'll have to send you a link later, but yeah, I've seen a couple. Trust. But um, yeah, humans aren't really something I do too much of, so that would be okay. yeah, really, really strange for me. So. Shall I shall I say the inevitable? Quadratus all the way, quadruped all yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. There I, you go. I think I, we'll, we can... I have been thinking about it after talking about it for so long, so... <laughs> there you go well i'll close things off at that but uh so needless to say thank you so much listeners for joining us um this week and we'll catch you next week for the um third colossus and gaius so nazi it's been a pleasure as always awesome thanks for having me and thanks for listening guys take it easy bye bye Fantastic. Okay. And it's going zero zero one zero zero two, all that. Yep, goodness. it's got little bars on it as well. So Amazing. Yeah. The the clonage has happened. The Dragon Ball Z connection has been made. Yeah. Coolies. <laughs> awesome. Well I will just now do the actual three two one and we'll crack on from there. So have a good show, Naz. Cool, thank you. Okay, Thanks. and we're up to episode five, aren't we? I think so. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, I think we are. I really so, hope we are. It's I, um, I think quadratus. we are. Yeah. Quadratus, yes. Yeah. But Quadratus is four. Okay, now you got me like all Yeah, that's why I was confused because, yeah. (laughs) That's okay. I I should know these things. It's just because I run five other podcasts. Okay. So, um, okay. I am intelligent and I know things. (laughs) I know the things. Yeah. I know the thing. Yeah. Oh, look. I interviewed this one girl. I don't know if you know her name's uh, Naz for episode four. Uh, It's a pretty cool episode, actually. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Naz again. Okay. All right. And three. And two. And one. Naz. Hello. How you been, Naz? Good. Good timing. <laughs> That's great. How was dinner? Yeah, good. Just a bit old spaghetti. Ah, oh, <laughs> fantastic. Mom's spaghetti, sorry. Now that's yeah, like... <laughs> we literally we were deciding what to make for dinner <laughs> and my boyfriend sang that exact thing. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's embedded now. It's just certain things. The internet just has their run with them. And then it's like that, yeah. that just belongs to that part of the world. It's now, now you can't say apple bottom jeans without someone else being like boots with the fur, you know?
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, but that's really good. I've seen you've been working on like a DIY project. Which one? Oh, so you have many. Oh, I saw like like a fish tank or something. You guys are setting up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the um, we just got the saltwater tank, which is really cool. So, uh, wanted that for oh, my whole life, pretty much. Yeah, ever since I was little, I wanted a saltwater tank. So, um, yeah, a guy who lives near us, um, he had an amazing saltwater setup, and he wanted to upgrade. Um, okay. So he had his up for sale. You know, probably for about a fifth of the cost that it would be, you know, to buy it all brand new because it's quite expensive to set up. So oh, yeah. it was just really good timing. So, um, If yeah. I may ask, unless I'm probably, this is just me and my ignorance, but um, so for the saltwater, would there be a particular like uh, um, uh, creature that you're were keeping there or something or like fish or uh, what's, the, what's the? Yeah, um, a whole sort of reef setup. So oh. um, fish, corals, um, we'll get some clownfish and, and all that sort of thing. So That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, good on you. Yeah, that's so, so cool. We um we pretty much haven't turned on our TV since we put it in the lounge room. So. Ah, that's see, that's what you want. We need more of just like, hey, this isn't something being produced by a digital screen. <laughs> Ugh, real life, <laughs> Ugh. You reality, know? but actually good reality. TV. Reality TV. I like that. You should just like have a mocking, like gently mocking, like little banner underneath yeah. that says, "This is like real reality TV." Yeah. So good. Okay, Naz, help me because like I love Fumito Ueda so much and I can't wait to dive in, but I need a bit of weaning into it because I've just been so up in like, you know, the Fathias from like Last Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, they're so beautiful. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, as a plushie, I'm really sure cool. you'd understand, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the thing is obviously because yeah like this is, i'll probably put this in like bloopers or whatever but i've just sent you another picture and and the thing is like ryan johnson like he paid special attention to these and i like he can't have created this thing without looking at trico like yeah, yeah very on. much so. this yeah. the, the big eyes the big ears the same colored kind of fur you know yeah uh, so cool no. Yeah, uh, that'd be that'd be something to be, that would be cool to make sort of in a similar way to how I made Trico that was sort of like realistic looking. Listen, cool. what we need to do is on some in some way I need to be like Naz in 2020. Here's yeah. the here's the pact. I'm gonna give you like two grand and I need you to yeah. make <laughs> a life size. No, not life size. Oh I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That would be an insane project. Although if I if I know one person who could do it, it'd be you. Um, this is the moment when I tell you about, unless you already know about her because you're a sculptress. Um, do you know the woman, the awesome woman by the name of um, uh, uh, Beth Beth Stichter? Do you know her? No, I haven't heard well, of her, but this... I might have seen. I might have seen and just not known the name. Okay. Well, this is happening right now. So Beth Stichter. And her name used to be Beth Kavanagh Stichter. But if you have a, um, uh, you have a browser open, right? Yeah, yeah. Check this woman out. So I, you would not believe how I, I was in freaking art school in 2006, right? <laughs> and I just Google absentmindedly. I'm just like, maybe I'm bored, bored in class and I'm waiting for like maybe things to get interesting in, in the, uh, in the class. And like, and I just Google, I just put it in the, um, the browser, www.followtheblackrabbit.com. So you just like do that right now. And like this woman, who is who is basically you in like 10, 20 years. Oh, okay. Let me have a look. And she and she uses clay. 
Is this the one that does like the really? Yeah, I've yeah I've seen. You seen this lady? I've seen. I didn't know the name, but I've seen her a million times. She's amazing. I know, and I was like, my god, that's like that's like forty slash fifty year old Naz in the future. Yeah, holy crap! (laughs) That's so cool. But do you sculpt in clay as well? Um, only a little bit, like to supplement what I'm doing, but it's something I would like to to do more of. But um, I'm definitely going to get into the. 3D like CGI sculpting as well. Oh damn, um, that's so towards cool. the end of the year. So I really want to get a 3D printer. Wow. Um, hopefully this year by well, the end I, of the year. So you know what? I consider myself uh, very privileged and fortunate to have entered the saga of Nas when I <laughs> when I when I did because pretty soon you'll be off doing all the freaking NYC like moment. I'm not even being I like sarcastic or like smoke blowing. Like you'll be doing those interviews and I'll be like, you know what? It's on record that Nas interviewed with our show many years ago. Yeah, and that's how Yeah, for sure. I hope so. <laughs> so yeah. good. Awesome. Well, you know, I will crack on because why not? Yeah. Let's actually have a podcast instead of just catching up. <laughs> okay. So are we, what are we doing? Um, oh, no, I know you've split up. Yeah, this is. Or- Absolutely. This is super simple. In fact, like, um, as Logan and I have been going along, I, I don't know if you noticed, like, some of Interactive Artists, like, new graphics and stuff. Um, like, on the channels, like, we've we've done, I've done new logos and all that. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so basically, no, like, it's, it's we've, we've um, first of all, completely, like, like, now it's just locked in days. Now, apart from, obviously, you and I doing this catch up here, uh, it's, like, Fumitos on Fridays, like, FF, like, help to remind me. I did me. see that. Yeah, yeah, and all that kind of cool stuff. So, I think, um, so locked in 7 p.m. on the weekdays. So, that leaves everyone free on the weekends, unless, you know, things like oh. this, where we catch up. It's like, oh, I couldn't make it the Friday. Let's do it the weekend. So, yep. so that's all that. But, basically, with this one is... Um, Logan has put his thoughts into um, uh, Quadratus. Like he's he's recorded his separate thing, and yeah, I, I probably you probably saw he posted his MP3. I saw that. Didn't he um, lose the audio, the audio or something? Yeah, mm, I'll have to see because he's a he, like he's a bit of an alarmist. Like I'm just like he was like, oh, it's, it sounds terrible. I'm like, dude, I have noise canceling. I know an editor. We can figure it out. So, but depending yeah. on that, like I'll 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 throw it to him like to then drag his mp3 and then edit um but if he, it doesn't if it's like super crackled and actually really shit then, really <laughs> then then i'll 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 also maybe say something that will account for us not cutting away to him so there you go yeah too easy oh yeah but for the rest literally like i'm just going to bring up uh, nick's book um the guy we interviewed uh, a couple episodes back and read the a little pieces of the quadratus quadrati- mm-hmm. um chapter and then you can just have a picture of quadratus in front of you um yeah. and and this is great because it gives us an excuse because he's four. He's a he's a quadruped, so we can talk about fathers. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I am the fucking worst. I love Fumito Ueda so much, but I'm in like full father mood tonight. After this show, I'm pretty much gonna watch Last Jedi. So just saying. Oh, excellent. Uh, what would you give Last Jedi out of ten, by the way, Naz? I haven't even seen it yet, to be honest. Oh. I've only seen bits of it. Okay. So okay. Cool. I'm really far behind. That's so. too easy. Now you're totally in the clear to like hang the fuck up on me because you may you may be being too polite, but have I spoiled anything for you at all? No, no, it was good timing because I just wanted yeah, I just wanted to have dinner before oh, um, before we chatted, and then I'll sort of you know try and get away within sort of at well, two hours max sort of thing, but I don't nice. think we'll take that. Oh, oh no! I meant, I meant, did I spoil? Did I spoil anything about the Last Jedi for you? 
Oh, no, not really. I've okay. seen some pictures, but I'm not sort of super cluey on like okay. everything. Um, okay, well, then I said, I have said nothing. I have ruined nothing. Yeah. And I can live with <laughs> I can live with myself past this episode, Naz. I won't hang up on you. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. Okay, so I'll do a three, two, one, and we'll crack into it. What episode? I'll just um, oh, start yeah. my recording for my sound. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Let me just do a test, and I'll just make sure that it plays back. Too easy. Thank uh, you. Okay, testing, testing, blah, 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 um, <laughs> uh, what is it, uh, Houston and shit, <laughs> Houston, yeah, yeah, it's not going good, it's not good, man, <laughs> um, uh, to make sure it works. you just create like a little mini yeah, that's MP3, fine. oh, fantastic, okay, so let's go, new audio recording, you were ahead of me, ahead of the game, you had I a, had you, just planned, you just, uh, all, all planned ahead, Naz is ahead of the curve, okay, <laughs> Also, Naz does sound like something, sound like a character from Speed Racer that would like be actually ahead of the curve in like an actual yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Did you watch that Speed Racer movie back in two thousand and like eight? It's crazy. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's a lot yeah. of fun. It's a lot of fun. I think you dig it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Oh, actually, you know what we should do. So, have you already started recording? No, no, I've just got it up. So, okay. do we want to do like a three, two, one? You or something are like insanely that? pro. Like, I was <laughs> just about to say that. Okay. So, yeah, in a three, two, one, we'll start recording. So, three, three two, two, and one. one. Okay, don't hang up yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, I'm always going to right. say that. Okay, let's do a recap. Okay, have you thought of anything to recommend me yet, or is it still too soon? Uh, let me Should see if I can find you this it. Um... Oh yes, thank you. That'll be really cool. Nice. Okay, what are the horse things like? Am I missing horse out? Horse things. Horse things are bad. Like horse movies are notoriously really bad. bad. <laughs> that's why. I, that's probably why I love the um, Friendship is Magic stuff so yeah. much because it's like, hey, yeah. that's actually good horse stuff. Like most, you know? almost every single horse film follows the same formula, which is there's a girl. Her mother dies, <laughs> and she's left with her father, and they have a difficult relationship. And she finds a horse, and she's not allowed to have the horse. And then, but she she rides the horse anyway. And then they overcome oh. things together, and and then they rebuild their relationship. And like that's every horse movie, pretty much. <laughs> it's like I mean, I'm I'm surprised that you would call Toby Maguire a girl, but I'm, ah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love I'm kidding. Toby I'm kidding. Maguire. I know. So I know. good. <laughs> See good all the way. Um, I actually, cool. yeah, okay. I was actually going to say that's one of the few exceptions is I do like Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit. Um Okay, so favorite, this is my million little post show thing, favorite derivation of a horse. And it can be hippogriff, it can be horse, it can be Pegasus, it can be a unicorn. Oh, Go for it. I would probably say Pegasus. I, oh, Pegasus all the fucking way. Yeah. Damn. I just, I, there's you, something about like the idea of riding a flying horse. Just, it, just it would, it here. wouldn't work, but like my, my like 10 year old self can imagine this. Oh, I'm going to send you a piece of art. It is called, the, it's called the charge of the Pegasus Knights. Mm -hmm. And you, when I show you a Pegasus saddle, you will believe a man can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you right? the, um, the it, link. It well. Yeah. Yeah. It immediately makes you think that uh, it's like, oh my God, these things have stables mm. and the these Pegasus, um, they have feathers in the in their manes, oh, cool. you know, so yeah. it really fits there. Okay, dokie. Well, I will see you off. I think it's probably about nine p.m. there for now. Yeah, nine thirty right? here, but that's not too bad. Okay, have a look um, at that um, Pennywise just quickly. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay, live reaction. I'm just sending you like it's I'm just May the felt. May the felt be with you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh boy. Beep.
Yeah. I'm expecting you to hang out. We anytime. made enough so, puns tonight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Naz, this is so amazing and also extremely terrifying. Yeah, well, I think he's extremely terrifying too. Um, I can't unsee this, Naz. I I was expecting to be able to get to sleep tonight. Yeah. But you know what? It's Thanks my a lot, gift Naz. to you. I literally, okay, I jinxed it by saying we're friends, but clearly not friends, because you don't want me to sleep. This is so fucking this scary. This is me, like, okay. telling you I never want to talk to you ever again. Okay, I know. I, I message fucking received. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, so listeners, if you want to see this absolutely traumatizing image, which is actually also, by the way, shout out to Zim T Beadwork. You are insanely talented, because you've traumatized me beyond belief. Um um let's see so yeah let's uh, send them to so you want to go to um oh oh oh, this is yeah it's actually you know what it to to cut through you just go to nazigarang because it's in your it's in your favorites isn't it something like that right yeah yeah okay cool oh so you can head over to nazigarang and look through favorites to find it but otherwise um z-i-m-t-b-e-a-d-o sorry w-o-r-k so and get ready not to oh and he does a okay now i have to clean my clean my palette a little bit with this cuphead yeah. You see the cuphead there? Oh, they're, they're amazingly talented. I love this artist oh so much. God. And to give you, Felt. I actually didn't even think of bringing it up, but um, I am in the process of commissioning her to make the boy to go with my tricot. Okay. All right. Now I need to stand up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. This is how to make a, a, a daggy granddad, 29-year-old grandma stand up and just be like, Naz, that is such a fucking cool thing to do yeah. because that's so perfect because it fits so much like the, like the vibe of, of, of the trigger that you've made yeah. that works so well with this person's like well done. And the things like, she makes good. are so tiny but so, you know, accurate to, yeah. to what they are and she's so good with humans, which is something that I don't really do. So I just thought, yeah. you know, all, all these characters she makes – fully posable you know he's going to be able to i'll be able to take photos of him climbing and grabbing onto the feathers and sitting on his head and pointing and you know i thought i need to get in some little barrels and things like that so okay yeah thank you this is amazing and but here's the thing though like and this isn't like one upsman it's nothing like that because of how amazing this is what you've shown me this person's i love this like medium it's so great (sighs) now i need to show you something is that cool yeah yeah so okay so r you want to type rj palmer and then just type pokemon into google yeah rj palmer so r and then j for like i have seen yeah this this is it a guy or a girl it's, I believe it's a guy, yeah, and um, him and me have spoken a bit. This guy, come on, like realistic, anatomically correct um, Pokemon. Yeah. I've looked at them. So um, nice. They post like ridiculously high resolution pictures of, of all the drawings, and I love zooming into like the maximum level. Same. Yeah, yeah. Meganium is just so beautiful. Yeah. Like Again, straight up looks like ILM. If like this person collaborated with ILM, yeah. like they could do a full-on like movie. I think one of so my favourite ones was the um, Kyogre with all the water Pokemon around it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. And there's a, a, absolutely. And, and there's a Ninetales one, which is beautiful. But probably my favourite and the most disturbing is, is in, a, in a good way, is Mewtwo. <laughs> I'm just I'm in Google Images and I'm trying to scroll down. Oh yeah. Oh, that's really disturbing. Yeah. Oh, that know. face. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and this awesome Van Logan did a render of it in in 3D. Oh yeah. And you better believe I'm sending that to you. <laughs> 
This is revenge for me. Is, yes, you know exactly Pennywise. what I'm talking about. This is revenge for Pennywise. You'll never see. But again, uh, just like the Pennywise, it's creepily beautiful, you know? I think and I would, I would still rather. Legs, uh, you got it in Skype now? Yeah, yeah. I think I would still thing. rather meet that Mewtwo than meet Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, oh okay yeah actually i will give you that too pennywise is just straight up did you see that movie by the way i am like the biggest sook in the whole world and i if i saw it i would be afraid and not sleep for like two weeks so all right i understand that completely and here's the only thing i'm not a big horror guy like mm-hmm. at all but what i do love is like this like like symbolism infused mm-hmm. you know me oh my god you're doing really? this show you've been wow. on a couple of... really like no symbolism? i didn't know you like symbolism <laughs> <laughs> but uh, needless to say is when something has a clear metaphorical aspect to it i can i can relate and i the, the horror isn't as like i really don't like super gory mm. self-indulgent traumatizing kind of in, in a bad way kind of horror and all i'm gonna say i'm just gonna drop this maybe this is gonna be maybe the one thing that might like set you up to see it obviously see it with the lights on with ray yeah you know? yeah <laughs> I wouldn't, in I wouldn't the morning so i have the whole day to like get over yeah it. And this is all I'll say. It's like growing pains. It is basically the metaphor of what that creature is, mm-hmm. is for each person. It's it's what each of us went through when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the trials of growing up. It's the fear. Yeah. It, it's like the, the embodiment of like childhood fears, yeah. which is what we all had. We had major insecurities when we were little. Mm-hmm. We had like, 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 prob- like, like all kinds of problems when growing up. And so if you see it from the metaphorical point of view, it actually becomes bearable and i i would i would say the same thing of this movie called the witch mm-hmm. which is basically this pay on to like how like messed up the whole chauvinistic bullshit patriarchal yeah. crap throughout history where men have treated women so with so much suspicion because mm-hmm. they are like the life bearers and we've ascribed all these crazy magical scary powers and we like burn them and all that like stupid yeah. bullshit we did across history and it's the revenge for that mm-hmm. and it is basically the story of a woman waking up to her like her, her inner sort of sacred feminine yeah. you know so but it is a fucking terrifying movie yeah know? well that's the thing like, <laughs> it sounds good in theory but then i watch it and then like i can't sleep for two weeks and i'll right. like, message okay. you at 1am and i'll be like Why? straight up <laughs> straight up straight up but i figured i'd mention that because you know because yeah. i i we, we both talked about like symbolism and stuff so but anyway naz you sleep well cool. have a fantastic like rest of the week and i'll catch up with you next weekend good stuff all right i'll just um stop this audio recording Oh yeah, I should do that too. You're basically my co-producer because you mem- you remember these things. I've done this, I've done a couple of podcasts, so I have like small amounts of experience. Amazing! I've oh. stopped it. I've stopped mine now. Um. All right. I think it's going to take a while to like process that I've stopped processing. Recording. Processing. <laughs> That's uh, inter- Invader Zim. All right. Where are you, Mister File? And it turns out Nas was not recording at all. It's recording. I just need, it's just not popping up with like the. I was uh, kidding. I was kidding, by the, the way. Saving thing. I thought you sounded I like a bit. Pra- yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I practiced before to see if it would work, but I think it's like, uh, two hours of data. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's all G. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to try and one-up you, even while we still have time. So I found someone who's done a cam footage of Mewtwo at night. I'm (laughs) sorry. 
Okay, okay, we need cuteness now. We need, like, cuteness stat. We need... Okay, I will make this up to you, okay? Because despite all... All, all the, despite all the jokey jokey times like you are you're a pal i don't want you to have nightmares okay so here you go ready okay that's has that come through oh cat bug cat bug <laughs> have you seen the cat bug stuff yeah i like cat bug. i love cat bug build a little fence around it <laughs> my favorite scene is um Oh, when he's playing with the sticks, what does oh, he call? He, 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 uh, Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca. I, Ray, Ray and I have this back and forth all the time. I'll be like, Ray, because her, her name is Ray. Right? It's like Rebecca. Yeah. yeah, Rebecca, I love you. She's like, marry me. She's like, no. Okay. <laughs> it's like, wait, but I love you. It's like, I am in love with another. That man is you, <gasps> Rebecca. <laughs> like memories that's a while ago now i know it's adorable peanut butter that's so yeah. <laughs> so i actually cute. think i've got some episodes coming out oh so good yeah i might watch that like just for, to recover from all the trauma times but yeah no um and so Catbug, tell me have they done um any like uh like official plushies or are you gonna get yeah, like inundated by actually, plushie requests they okay. actually do um there was another girl um plush maker and she was sort of uh uh, making her name as the Capo plushie maker Aww. and just pumping them out and then they released an official one and that sort of um, ruined all of her business. So uh, There you go. That's right. Yeah. But, um, and I'm no smoke blowing. There's only one plush plushie maker in this town and it's announced. Okay? <laughs> you understand? I'm your basically, I'm your plush bouncer. It's like, step oh. off. All right? <laughs> only Nas in the game. <laughs> you got to... I've been looking at um, saw your tats on Facebook. They're amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you. I designed them. Yeah. I was when I first saw a photo, I was like, "Oh, that's Photoshop. That's not real." And I was like, <laughs> I saw a couple of other photos, and I was like, "Oh, they are real." My bank <laughs> account, my bank account that like would would speak, would beg to differ. They they over the years I've been working on them, and it's so funny now. It's like they're abstract, um, yeah. and I designed them, so that's like labor on me type thing. But because of the the, the how like intricate they are they do end up costing like a crazy amount and so oh, especially yeah. the chest one which is one continuous line but i appreciate that by the way I, I was deflecting a bit there but no i i appreciate when people like um uh you just like just like what, what sort of spoke to you about them really um was there anything in particular i, just, I really love tattoos like i I don't have any tattoos because I am like the biggest sook like in the whole world and like I have a needle phobia right. so that totally puts me off but like Ray has a bunch of tattoos and like I follow like my Instagram is just like all different tattoo pages so I, I just dig. have like I just have this like really big appreciation for like how they look sort of thing. Oh, I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. Well, well, if you've ever known about like, uh, you probably know this from like maybe researching animal patterns and stuff, but there's this <laughs> thing in nature called morphogenesis. And it's, it's how basically like leopard print, um, zebra stripes, even like <laughs> coral patterns. It's, it's the sort of thing that makes all of those occur. And I became super fascinated by that, by this and mm -hmm. the whole idea that like different shapes, you can find the same shapes across different contexts of nature. So like, right. um, our veins in our body will look the same way and sort of branch out in the same way mm -hmm. as lightning will. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and like, like reoccurring sort of shape yeah and like cracks yeah. in the pavement will resemble um like capillaries and like neural pathways and stuff and so i was like wow this is like if you stripped all that away that's almost like the, f the foundational like tessellation or uh lattice work of the universe i was like i'm yeah. I, I could dig that and like uh yeah they came out of a pretty hectic time of just like yep. yeah like 
feeling kind of isolated from people. I was like, what can reconnect me to myself and like to humanity? And like, well, how about the thing that inherently connects us, which is this weird kind of cosmic electricity that makes everything flow in the yeah. same way. So yeah. that's kind of the whole vibe. But I'm happy. And I'm, that's where your arm, the arm piece came from. That's the arm piece, yeah. Um, but I'm also yeah, equally yeah. happy with people being like, those are nice squiggles. I'm like, they are nice squiggles. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, hot take. What would you, what would you get as a tattoo, hypothetically? google because i've thought about this lots of times oh my gosh here we go i'm just gonna go out on a limb and i'm gonna say dragon <laughs> it is you're partly right oh it literally is catbug, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yay, catbug. And I would get it right behind your ear. So then, like, Ray will just notice it. And it's like, what is that? And it's like, it's catbug. <laughs> just hanging out behind your ear. I think I'm actually going to, yeah, catbug tattoo. Here we go. Oh, I yeah. I bet there's Oh, this is actually really sweet because his catchphrase type thing is, everything is okay, you know? And uh, someone obviously had that one done. Sugar Here piece. we go. Here's it done. All right. This is my favorite animal slash fish, and it's called a dragonfish. Oh, here we go. Oh, so, that's so beautiful. It almost looks like a painting. So, dragonfish. Yeah, they are um, one of the most expensive fish in the world. Wow. Dragonfish. But, um, I'm getting the deep sea one. When I do, I have to add. Oh, there it is. I have to add like an extra thing to it because the deep. Can type in um arrow arrowana. Arrowana. Um, we'll bring them up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're so beautiful. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I could see that maybe like as like a thematic. I, I always like when things are placed in a way that sort of contour the body. So I don't know if you would get a, yeah. rib, a rib thing. Maybe I don't know. If I like, if I could magically just have it appear and like nothing else, like I would probably get like, probably like upper arm and then have it like curling around sort of thing. But um, yeah, so they, they're um, they're really highly revered uh, in sort of uh, feng shui because they um, a lot of Asian cultures believe that they're reincarnated dragons they look that so, way they look like almost like um, uh, dragons that are about and their silhouette i can't get over it I, how have i never seen this creature the the color is so beautiful they're oh, up and they're quite large too they get up to sort of about three feet long so marijuana. They're, yeah they're very impressive so you just like it because it sounds like marijuana <laughs> no, i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea People say. <laughs> I was, I was all right. I thought I would see. I'm just like another basic bitch out there in the world, just like saying the same thing as other people. No, but like I'll revert to my back. Like, like I love, I love, like especially like the, the, you know, as you say, like things where myth like intertwines with like the real world, and people saying like, you know, there's this myth in Norse mythology where it says, oh, like salmon have really thin, like their tails are very thin at the end, and there's this myth that says like, um, at one point, like. Thor was like chasing after Loki for like wronging him, and he and he grabbed onto Loki as Loki was transformed into a um into a salmon, a salmon. and he and he grabbed him so tight that like that's why salmon have like really thin tails is because Thor like like gripped him mm -hmm. to to not let Loki escape. Yeah. And I, I love when there's stuff like that. That's like oh, this is why this creature is this way. It's because of this myth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, no, well. I, 
I have kept you for way too long now, so you're amazing, and we're going to put this all in the no, right. after show, and like, yeah, have a really lovely rest of the night, and an awesome, super restful, and like, happy, happy week. Yeah, back to work. Back to work. And I've, all... um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I've got um, that, uh, the audio file is uploading to Google Drive, so it says it has about half an hour to upload, so I'll just leave that overnight to too upload, easy. and then I'll just link that to you tomorrow. Amazing. Okay, well, you be well. My best to Ray, and I'll give my best of yours to my yep. Ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too easy. I just love that awesome coincidence of the universe. But um, but yeah, and like yeah, take. And, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, okay. Little tease, if you could kindly give us, uh, Miss Naz, uh, uh, please. Uh, before, uh, could you please tell us, um, will the will the commission be done by this week? So that if you're like um leaving your uh, some of your um people who follow you may be listening, um, is there a tease that you might be able to give? I won't be able to give a tease, okay. but I should. I'll give. I'll tease you that it's a her. Oh, probably. Away. There you so, go. Uh, hopefully, she will be done tomorrow, oh. and then I'll get on to some other. So, as, as you're a yeah. natural at teasing, well done. <laughs> I dig. I dig. I feel like I think I wasn't giving away too much. So. I dig it. The artist that teases is the best kind, and uh, they often <laughs> like like that's some of the ones we, we sort of yeah they they know how to they know how to create like as as well as the value of the art themselves is like hey you know well, why not instead of just like putting your stuff all over. and I I all, I really dig how you've sort of laid out your um your Instagram as well. It's just this great. It, you almost give the feeling of like your listeners. Oh, sorry, your um followers being in the workshop there with you. It's really really cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, you dig it. It's okay. Like, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. It's probably much, it's much later for you. It is. It's time for Betty Buys for Albert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll catch up with you. I go to bed pretty early too. So. Yeah. All right. High five early bed people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you take it easy now. We'll catch up on next week. Okay. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah. No problem. And obviously, I said next week, whatever happens, like zero pressure as always. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Take it easy now. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you.